The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, so I thought tonight we'd play classical music and read extracts from the Kenny Rogers autobiography. Um, so I could play a nice bit of music, a bit of Vaughan Williams. Uh, it's 16 minutes long, but it's lovely. So my suggestion is... Sit back, relax. It's, a, it's an amazing bit of music. There's a bit in it that, that makes me cry. Uh, flipping, you know, Hunted makes me cry. Anything makes me cry, you know me. But um, it's, uh, it's 16 minutes long, right? It's incredible. So sit back, turn the lights low, light a candle, lay back on your bed, sit on your sofa, t- turn your dinner down for a little bit and just chill out, listen to this. I suspect some of you will switch off if you're not in the mood for a, you know, classical meets Kenny Rogers evening. Then we'll see you tomorrow. You you have our permission to leave. That's fine. It's not this show is not going to be to everyone's taste tonight. Um, it's just the way it is. I just need to reboot the computer. I need to get the pilot light lit again. So we'll do this. So sit back, enjoy the... Or, or, or lean forward, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Uh, enjoy this music, because this music's amazing. Then, when it's finished, if you want to start phoning in, you can do. Maybe it'll inspire something, I don't know. But if you don't want to phone in, you don't have to. Me and Kath will sit here and I'll read the Kenny Rogers book. I mean, to me, that sounds like a show. To my bosses and to the majority of you, I'm guessing you're going, um, yeah, maybe he needs another night off. But... It's, we'll see how it goes, and it might be a car crash. It might be an absolute joy. We we, we just don't know. That's that's one of the, the joys of doing this this show at the moment is that we can we can experiment and do stuff. So uh, here's a bit of uh, Vaughan Williams "Fantasia on a Theme" by Thomas Tallis. This is stunning. I don't know much classical. Not classical kind of guy. Um, I find classical just too broad. It's like saying, do you know what? I really want to get into rock and roll music. I really want to get into pop music. Uh, where should I start? Uh, obviously, start with the Beatles for both. But this is brilliant. I heard this on Radio 4, a documentary about this on Radio 4 once. And it, was like, it was one of the few times where I've had to uh, go, what, what, the hell, what the hell was that bit of music? Anyway, sit back, enjoy this, dig it, you know, have a drink, have a glass of wine. Uh, if you're a toker, you know, do what you need to do. And we'll speak to you in about 16 minutes.
It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said, I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying, get that together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realize it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me, but it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it, now I'm watch a hoodwink, because I make you stop, think. You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow Swiss, I like the sushi, because it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. Bert Camper's got the mad hits. You try to match Wits. You try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a fake out like a stink and they can shake out like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gotta see the show, cause then you'll know the vertigo is gonna grow, cause it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. How can, can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard and to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy Five days since you tackled me I still got the rug burns on both my knees It's been three days since the afternoon You realize it's not my fault that a moment too soon Yesterday you'd forgiven me And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops sticking. Watching X Files with no lights on. With all our maze on. I hope the smoking man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Stingham Tantric. Like Snickers guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. K, I don't make films. But if I did, they'd have a samurai. Gonna get a set of better clubs. Gonna find the kind with tiny nubs. Just so my arms aren't always flying off the backswing. Gonna get into my Sailor Moon. Cause that cartoon has got the boom anime babes that make me think the wrong thing. How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean, you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of losing my shirt It's been one week since you looked at me Dropped your arms to the sides and said I'm sorry Five days since I laughed at you And said you just did just what I thought you were gonna do Three days since the living room We realize we're both to blame But what could we do yesterday? You just smiled at me Cause it'll still be two days till we say we're sorry It'll still be two days till we say we're sorry It'll still be two days till we say wasabi. Birchman Stadium, home of the Robbie. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 Catherine Boyle. If you're still here, thank you. You're the one we were hoping for. Yeah. I played the wrong Vaughan Williams. I meant to play the Lark Ascending, which I might play. <laughs> There's no such thing as a wrong Vaughan Williams. No, it, that, was, that, was, that was stunning. It wasn't the one I was thinking of. But man, alive. That's some, uh, that's some piece. I don't know anything about him at all. No, apart from his uh, widow appears in The Lady in the Van. Yeah, she lives in the same street as uh, Alan Bennett. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all, that's all, that's all the information in the world. I googled him. There's nothing. Um, uh, everything has been wiped. The the Vaughan William Vaughan William vials have been wiped. Um, we'll read from the uh, Kenny Rogers book in a bit. Uh, but if people want to phone in, you can phone in. We're just going to see where the vibe takes us tonight. It's Thursday night, stressful week, huh? Cold, very cold. Uh, possibly snowing where you are. Possibly feeling a bit miserable. Maybe you're feeling a bit great. Who knows? We're just going to see... I have nothing. I've got an empty shell. I'm a shell. 
so we're just going to see where where it goes tonight. And oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You would be very welcome to call in. Good evening, Andre. <laughs> Hello, Andre. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hey. Hello there. Oh, bit of a frosty reception. <laughs> oh, you know that sympathy what was trying? The sympathy, was it finished? Yeah. It didn't finish. It was unfinished. It, yes, OK. Or was it finished? Yeah, it, well, it, it, you're, you're nearly finished. Yeah, but that song wasn't even more... That wasn't even completed. That was unwritten. OK, wow. This it is getting finished. very, very metaphysical but, and psychedelic at 28 minutes yeah. past 10 on a Thursday. But listen, right, it was so frosty reception this morning, wasn't it? Yes, I get what you mean. It was cold and there was frost on there the ground. and that's joke. Oh, the snow joke? OK, yes. Yeah, my rabbit, right, what? even it's been his, his water bottle was frozen. I thought, poor son, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I filled a new one up, yes. give him that, and he been loved it. Fed him. <laughs> I thought the blooming rabbit was frozen and fed Minus four. He okay. hated it. You're supposed to bring them in when it gets that cold. You can't even bring them eat all the wires, wasn't he? I suppose so. Or just put them in a bag. <laughs> Put him in a bag. Yeah, put him in a bag. Put a rabbit in a bag, don't you? Or a hat. Well, got any hats lying around? Make a nice pair of gloves, I suppose, wouldn't it? Could do, couldn't it? Thank you. Let's go to Philip. Good evening, Philip. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Uh, Ian, I didn't recognise the Vaughan Williams music, because when I was at school... Yeah. ...the teacher... You went to school with him? I beg your pardon? Did you go to school with him? No, 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 no. But he was part of my uh, the school, because we had a teacher with classical music. Yeah. And I wish I had. And he played a piece of Vaughan Williams' music that has stayed with me forever because it's a beautiful piece. It's the Overture of oh. the Wasps. Overture of the Wasps? Yeah, by Vaughan Williams. So I don't know it. All I know is that one, because it's yeah. on the CD of the one I meant to play, The Lark yeah. Ascending. And that's it. That's all I know. Uh, I think he's a, he was a great, great composer. And uh, as I say, I always... Uh, you know, if I, if I, I do like classical music. You know, the teachers at school didn't believe us. When the, some of the kids used to say... We like this. The teachers, you know, accused us virtually of lying. What? Because you said you liked classical yeah. music. They said you were yeah. a liar. Well, yeah. Well, he didn't <laughs> lie, but he, 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 he did not believe us, Ian, because we were in the midst of rock and roll. Yes. And um, to, I've been introduced to, to classical music, yeah. and I think he thought that he was fighting the losing battle. And when we turned round and uh, found a piece of music that we liked... You know, he just couldn't accept that uh, that he'd got through to us. You know, that he he succeeded. Yeah, I wish we'd had a classical. Maybe we, maybe we, maybe we did have something. But I wish we'd had a classical thing. Although at the age of fourteen, fifteen, yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have listened. But uh, but at well, least now I be I might be able to pick up. You know, remember a bit of the stuff that I'd uh, yeah I'd learned. But you must have had a music teacher, and he probably had different kinds of music that he played to you, did he? We had a music teacher, yeah. um, and all I remember is we once had a, a hung uh, a condom on the door of his classroom so that when he walked in, he bumped his head on it. Oh. And he, di- he, di- he didn't take... Fair play to him, he didn't take it down. He just left it there. Right. There's a Johnny hanging from the door of the music teacher's room, Mr Murray Brown. Sorry about that, Mr Murray was Brown. It blo- was it blown up? No, it wasn't blown up, it, but it, no, no. The piece of music, Ian, that, to me, uh, we, had a, we had a play every year at the school, and one year we did... Julius Caesar. Oh, yeah. I had a very, very small part at the beginning of the play. You were the dagger. <laughs> no, I was a t- 
Tribune, that they called it. Oh, yeah. And I had a big speech in scene one, never seen again. But the music they used... That's the best way... Listen, I'm, I want to get into the old acting game. And yeah. that is the best... That's the best role in a play. You got you got a nice nice chunky speech in the first yeah. act, and then yeah. and then you're done. First yeah, scene, well, and it was funny because I had to wear a toga, which I enjoyed wearing. Oh, beautiful. And, <laughs> but the music they played, the school played this music, and I'd never heard it before. Yeah. And it was the um, whole the planet suite. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And Jupiter, and so really that's how I got into. Uh, I mean I'm, I'm rock and roll, you know, Jan and Dean, but. I, I, I do like classical music. You know, um, Dean, from yes. Jan and Dean, you know he keeps emailing me. Does he? Yes, it's amazing. I was listening to the interview, <laughs> re-listening to the interview the other day. Oh, with what with the one we did? Yeah. Oh, thank you, mate. That's very well, I was kind. actually part, because at the end, you remember I came on... No, you are listening about... to your part on a loop. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no, do no. remember, we, I do remember. We talked about the Anaheim and Sewer Cook Among Us Only Circle Book Review and Time Association. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... It just makes me giggle. It is. It's a great song, isn't it? They're and... great. They're great. But, but Dean emails me. We sent each other Christmas wishes. He sent oh, me a couple great. of. He sent me a couple of DVDs, including yeah. the Dead Man's Curve movie oh, and Jan and yes. Dean Live. And oh, he emails me. One of you know, thirteen, fourteen-year-old me. When I'm buying the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean, if you just said, oh, you know, yeah, in about thirty years' time, you're, you're going to be writing back and forth to Dean. I wouldn't. I would never no, have yeah, believed I mean, you. And just one other thing about classical music. Yes. Um, I did send you an email about Johnny Morris. I didn't get... Oh, oh to, no, do you know what? I've deleted that email account. I don't have oh. that ian at ianlee.com no, anymore. No, 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 it was to Talk Radio. Oh, I don't, I don't. Oh, well, anyway... I don't know how to access um, those emails, explain. so sorry to um, Johnny Morris in the 60s went to New York and America. He went do you mean around. Johnny Morris? Hello, I'm yes. a hippopotamus. Do you remember, Ian, you used to have uh, a feature on your... Uh, other station, the thoughts of Johnny Morris. Do you remember? No, I do not remember. I'm not on my show. Yes, I used to slice together pieces of Johnny Morris. Did you? Words, yeah, on words my show. And words That's of wisdom. That's genius. Well done. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember it, but I, well, well done. Thank well, you. Anyway, what it was, he did this tour around Middle America, and they are all on the YouTube. Thoughts but, of Johnny Morris. But the yes. classical music angle, Johnny used yeah. amazing piece of classical music. Appalachian Spring by Aaron Copeland. Okay. Which is a, so descriptive of America. It's, it's amazing. There we go. All right, Philip, nice to talk to you, mate. It's been a while. Appreciate Ooh. the call. All best. Cheers, fella. Ta ta. 03444991000. I just wouldn't know where to start. And I just looked at Vaughan Williams' box set for like 14 quid, seven CDs. But I, I don't know. Maybe the rest of it's rubbish. Maybe the rest of what he did was rubbish. I, think, I don't. I know. I don't think it was rubbish. I don't know. Anyway, I can't buy any more stuff. I'm skimp. My mantra now, when I go onto a computer, and I was getting a bit itchy tonight. I, I ate a load of food, and then I was on on eBay looking at stuff on eBay. And my mantra now is: Do you need to buy it? And more more often than not, the last thing I needed to buy was the can opener I bought at the weekend. That was it. Don't need to buy. I don't need to buy. I don't need to buy no more CDs. But I want to. But yes. I don't need to. No. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Getting a lot of love on the uh, tweets and the texts from uh, people digging the Vaughan Williams. That's uh, okay. Well, that's that's something, huh? It's just Thursday night. It's a strange old vibe. Yeah, I'm getting lots of tweets from people who've had tricky days. Yep. and it's just helped them unwind a little bit. This is the thing. Uh, this is partly why I was doing it. It's just you, sixteen minutes of just if you got the chance, sit back and listen to something stunning, beautiful. And then I kind of I said to Kath at the end, you know, it's, it, honestly, it's, it's a punt 
playing 16 minutes of music on what is supposed to be a speech show. And then I, I, we'd found the Bare Naked Ladies thing earlier on. We just found it. And it was open on the next tab. And I was thinking, whoa, that would make a great little uh, little, little mash-up there if I played that. And I said to Catherine, you ready for a joke? And I played it. But here, I guess what I'm... Tr- this is what I'm trying to say. There is kind of a point, right? Everybody's weighed down by um, life, man. And I'm struggling a bit. And Kath knows I'm struggling a bit. And I had a good old cry today. And Kath came around and, you know, just played with the cats while I was crying. So thank you for that. But um, everything is, you know, the country's falling apart. The world's falling apart. Everything is screwed. Everything is screwed. But the, the, I'm trying to remember that there are beautiful bits of art. And people will laugh at this. I put that Vaughan Williams piece next to that Bare Naked Ladies piece. To me, two beautiful bits of art. You dismiss the Bare Naked Ladies in one week vocals only mix if you want. But to me, that's stunning, man. That's stunning. It's all two-part harmony. There's nothing else going on in there. I thought there'd be more. It's just two-part for the most part. A little bit of double tracking as well. But that's it. That's all there is. You know what those two pieces had in common? Yeah. Joy. 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 (coughs) Sorry? Okay, let's go to George. Good evening, Rainbow George. Good evening. Good evening, good evening. Snow is settling in Uxbridge, apparently. Oh, is it? Let me look out the window, see if the snow is settling in, because I want to get back. I want to get back home. And then I've got to get to Windsor in the morning. No snow. No snow in South London, guys. There's your snow report. That's your snow report. And, um, oh, this is actually, we should do this. This is serious. Um, we have just got this... Uh, hang on a minute. George, just bear with me a second. Um, uh, I just need to... Um, I'm bearing. Bear with me. I just need to get online. Hang on one second. Hang on. Just getting online. Just getting online. I need to check something. Just check so the weather. Yeah, all of the schools are shut tomorrow. It's the official talk radio school snow update. All of the schools are shut tomorrow. Now they may weekend. they may tell you tomorrow that they're not. It's a trick. That's a, yeah, they're tricksters. Yeah, all schools tomorrow are shut. It's a long weekend, kids. Um, so you you enjoy yourselves, George. Yeah, I yeah. didn't hear any joy in that. Bit of music. Go on. What did you hear? And, uh, to, to me, it was quite funereal. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I did that. A, a lot of it, and uh, it just uh, reminded me of a, a tune that does the opposite for me. That always gives me a lift. Yes. And that's a, a, a tune by Bob Dylan called Wigwam. Uh, do you know it? Yeah, we played it. We played that. That's on the. Is that on Self Portrait? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, one, yeah. I first bought that that album in in the early seventies, and I'm playing it. There's a lot of tracks on it. I think over twenty tracks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I thought it was pretty average, and then it comes to this tune called Wigwam and I'm waiting for Bob Dylan to start singing and he never, he doesn't sing on it and and uh, it's, it's just so uplifting if, if ever 
I, I, I would be feeling down. I'd put that track on, and, and it would really li- lift me up. It's so, good, that album. People laughed at Self-Portrait and called it, you know... And it's a weird album, because um, it's mainly... There's a lot of cover versions and stuff um, for, for Bob Dylan. A weird time. But but now it's kind of um, uh, been re, reappraised, and, and, and people have gone back and gone, oh, actually, 50 years later, this is a pretty good record. This track? Well, the whole album. The whole album is a great... I heard it for the first time last year, maybe two years ago, and it's a great record. Yep, but this is my favourite. This is it. This is it. All right, George, thank you. Thanks. Tati, bye. La, 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 la. It's a great, it's a great song. Self-Portrait's a great album. A double album Bob Dylan bootleg series came out of it, and it's just, um... Do you remember when... Do you, do you, do you remember when I didn't used to like... I used to hate Bob Dylan? hmm Wow. Uh, wow, that guy means so much to me now. I'm just waiting for you to get into crowded house. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Kind of laid back vibe on a Thursday. This is uh, the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from ten. You can listen on DAB. Download the app or go to talkradio.co.uk. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night. Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Well, during that break, I was falling down a rabbit hole. It popped up on my YouTube. The computers are very clever, aren't they? They put adverts up. Yeah. I'm, I'm online now. I'm not, not disconnecting. But they put adverts up that they know you'll like. Yeah. It's, I don't know how they do it, but they do. And so it's popped up next to where I played that Bob Dylan track for George. It's popped up... Um, with full live brass ensemble, Simon and Garfunkel experience. Oh, experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not real Simon and Garfunkel. Right. <clears throat> and I'm clicking Simon and Garfunkel's story. And I'm clicking on it. I'm falling down the rabbit hole. And then I'm like, oh, they're playing um, They're playing High Wycombe on a Sunday. Because you've got to look for shows that are on a Saturday or a Sunday. All right. It's like, oh, they're, they're, they're playing High Wycombe on a Sunday. And I just not, it's not far... From me, and so suddenly I'm thinking, oh, I might buy flipping tickets to go and. Jeez, oh, come on, man. Let's just see how much it is. Let's just see how much it is. We must be able to. Can you blag us, Catherine, some free tickets for the Simon and Garfunkel story at 7th of April, the Wickham Swan? Let's have a listen to them. This is what they. Oh, flipping it. £23.50. Yeah, can you. This is what they sound like. <laughs> Here we go. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Darkness, my own. He's a boy, our Garfunkel's a boy. <laughs> He's about nine. To talk with you again. They both are. Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence when you're weary. They're not bad, are they? Hey! I've seen a lot of stories of different groups. Oh, I don't want to hear that lady. They're all right. Can you get the Simon and Garfunkel story on the show? Yeah, that's the way forward. Yeah, no, and then we'll We have them on the show, then you can definitely get free tickets. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're charming, do them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right. So, we're getting. We're going to get Simon and Garfunkel's story on the show. Let's go uh, to Tony. Good evening, Tony. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, we're, get, we're getting by. We're getting by. We're surviving, which is what we're all doing, brother. Good, good, good. Uh, I just wanted to... Uh, uh, I mentioned to you the other night, you said about the uh, sort of documentaries on Netflix. Yes. Uh, and you were just talking about artworks and that just now. Have you seen the... Uh, I don't know if I'll pronounce this right. So, Soskowski documentary. Soskowski. No, I, I don't know it. Go on, what's it about? He's, he's a right... Uh, he's a right-centric Polish uh, artist. He claims to be the best. He claims to be the best in the world. What, he claims to be what, the best Polish artist uh, in the world? Yeah, yeah. If you have a look at him, if, if you sort of Google him... Yeah. There's a, there's a documentary on Netflix about him. It's on for about an hour and a half, and it's unbelievable. Netflix. It's unbelievable. His work itself is unbelievable. Some of his artwork, brilliant. Uh, uh, Stanislav... Oh, here we go, yes. Yeah. Stanislav Su... 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 You're right, yeah. Sukalski, I'm guessing. Yeah. I um, said you'll love this documentary. All right, I'm in. I'm up for that. Looks right up my street, mate. Thank you. Uh, and... and uh, I've just watched the Ted Bundy one. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Here's the thing, right, because... Bless you, Kath. Me and Kath have started the Ted Bundy, Bundy, and we got about 25 minutes into the first episode. Yeah. And I'm having a real dilemma, Tony. I'm having a real dilemma, because because in the first two minutes, you see uh, about a second and a half on the screen, you see a photograph of a woman dead, face down in the bed. And I'm struggling... To, maybe I'm getting old, right? That's and also, you don't say anything else. No, you don't say anything else. Okay, well that's cool. I'm struggling. It felt a little bit, a little bit disrespectful to the victims. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, you don't see any other pictures. No, no. Okay. Pictures but is it all about him being good looking and cunning? Or no, no. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things on there that I didn't even know. I didn't know that he got caught and he escaped from prison two or three times. Oh. Oh. And when he escaped, that's when he committed more murders. Right. He actually slipped away from the police in the courtroom. He, he, he jumped out of a window uh, while he was waiting to go up and court. And I must be getting escaped. old because because me, I, I was trying to watch it and then I just thought, I don't know if this is entertainment. But then saying that, Tony, I kicked off in the office earlier on at, 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 at nine o'clock. We turned on to ITV to watch the, the Fred and Rose West show. Uh, with yeah. Trevor McDonald, and they said at the start those infamous words, tonight's scheduled programme has been changed. Here's Trevor McDonald with prisoners on death row. And I kicked off. I wanted to watch the Fred and Rose West show. <laughs> it's outrageous. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that is a bit odd. But I'll, I'll guarantee you'll like this one. It's only four episodes, the Ted Bundy one. All right. All right. But you, know, you learn a lot of stuff on there that I've never even seen. But I don't know. I don't know if it's stuff that I want to learn. <laughs> No, but I didn't know that he'd, he'd escaped from prison yeah. two or three times. Well, I'd heard that somewhere before. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, all right, Tony. But, Tony, listen, I'm def- go, go on. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying this. You spoke to Rainbow George. Yes. Is he called Rainbow George to do with, like, the shit? Or is it because he sounds like the one off of Rainbow George? It's because his name is George... And he started the Rainbow Alliance party, so it's nothing to do with... No, hang on, the ship was called Rainbow. What was the ship called? The Green Rainbow Beach. Warrior. Rainbow Warrior, that was it, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's not to do with the television programme, and it's not to yeah. do with the ship. 
okay. It's just a coincidence. Brilliant. All right. Nice one, Tony. Thank you, mate. By the way, can can everyone stop? Well, you can stop now because I've deleted my email account. IanLee.com is gone. Uh, But people email me. Oh, some guy messaging me on Facebook. You, you can, you know, you can send a message and then you can either approve or decline. Mm. I've had loads of people send me. It's not been so rude to uh, Rainbow George. He's a legend. I got, got, got one today. Have we been so rude to him for you, a hole? Oh, did you not... listen? Did you listen to last night's show? No, clearly not. Well, clearly not. I did, thank you very much. I'll conduct my business how I want to cu- conduct my business. Thank you. You want to say something? I wonder if it's all the same person. Could be. It could be. It could be. Um, <laughs> evening, Philip. Hey. Uh... Hello there, Catherine. Ian, hello. hello there. Hello, Phil. You're right, mate. What have you got for us? Yeah. Uh, what's that piece of music? Opening piece of music. Which one? The one at the start of the show. Yep. It was Vaughan Williams. Um, uh, variations on a theme. That. Huh? Oh, hang on a minute. No, the comp- mum. Mum. I'm on the bloody internet. Mum. I've got. To go- hang on a minute. I need to get back online. Mum picked up the phone and dropped the line. Sorry, hang on. Hang on. <sighs> okay, thank you, Mum. Um, go on, what, what did you say? How do you spell it? Uh, so, Vaughan Williams is V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Yep. Williams. As in Williams. Yeah. Uh, variations on a theme. Variations on a theme. Right. Did you like it? I did, yeah. Hey, our, our work here is done then, Philip. That's, that's, because uh, th- th- it, was, it wasn't that track. It was another Vaughan Williams track that caused me, to, I heard it on the radio years ago, that, that caused me to, to, to hunt around to find out what it was. If I'd done the same thing to you ten years later, then the circle is complete. Yeah, I mean... That's how I got into Golden Lightfoot by listening to stuff of a cousin for other, well, for other folks a year ago. Yeah. Right? And he put the uh, Golden Lightfoot track on and I just liked it. And I got all his albums now. There you go. That's all it takes sometimes is you just hear something. And I think when you, when you hear something somewhere you don't expect it. That's yeah, the thing. It just clicks like that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Oh, I'm yeah. glad we had that impact, Philip. Then, that's, then that was, was worth taking a punt on. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Go you go and buy it. And also you I tell you what, the the one I meant to play is called The Lark Ascending. Is it on the same track? It's it was I've got it on the same C D, but it's by the same it's by Vaughan Williams and they'll they'll probably be on the same C D actually. Well there. Yeah. Right, thank you very much, Ian. Cheers, Philip, take care, mate. There we go. Ten years ago I heard that on a Radio Four documentary and, and I had to I think I shazammed it actually. Maybe I shazammed it. I might phone up Radio Four. Uh, if your phone number ends 106, not enjoying the show, talk radio or music radio. I tune in for speech. Goodbye. <laughs> you win five pounds. But then, then text in three minutes later. Here's the thing. Playing music on talk station offends the listener. I'm sure Ofcom will question your promise of performance. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, 106. All right, buddy. All right. Th- th- thank you. But you, 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 you go off and do that. <laughs> Imagine. Right. Imagine your life is so bitter and so angry that you're going to complain to Ofcom, the regulating body of, of broadcast, that a radio station played an incredible piece of classical music. Yeah. Imagine you're, you're, it's not like we played 
you know, some grime, or we played some gangster rap or cop killer or something. Or something filthy. <laughs> it's not that. We played a really lovely classical track, and you're threatening me. You're going to complain to Ofcom about it. Do you know what? That's a hill I'd be prepared to die on. <laughs> I, I'm going to... I, I'll save you the bother. I'll complain to Ofcom about it on your behalf. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to complain. Um, I was expecting to hear stories about fannies and ghosts. And instead, what I got was 16 minutes of absolutely beautiful, uplifting classical music. I will not stand for this. Why, oh, why, oh, why? <laughs> Thank you, 106. You made me laugh a lot. Um, oh, afterwards, we'll talk about... The, the, the book is taking shape. I know. Thanks to the listen. Thanks to you, dear listener. I'm getting scripts. Yeah, are you getting them? Yeah. The book is taking shape. We, we, we came up with a... Well, I came up with a really silly idea for, for a book having read an Ofcom complaint about us, where the, and I sort of mentioned it to Kath, and she went, that's stupid, but it might work. So we've yeah. got this idea, but it involves you doing a bit of work. Um, no one's going to get rich off the back of it, I warn you now. Um, uh, um, and in fact, maybe, I'll tell you what we'll do. We, we, if we do make any profit, we'll, we'll find a charity. We'll find a charity that suits everybody, I think. Cause Samaritans or something. I think Samaritans or something like that. That's, what, that's exactly what we'll do. No, there's not going to be much mo- money in it. Any money we make, that's what we'll do. I will tell you the theme for the book um, and read some Kenny Rogers after the break. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
George is right. That's a great bit of music, but... You know, everyone was expecting, you know, a, a, something political or heavy or something from Bob Dylan. And he came up with an album that had this vibe on it, you know. It does sound like we're crossing live to him doing his ironing. <laughs> I can't believe that there were 44 years of my life. Well, I didn't like this guy. Now he's like a god to me. Here's the thing about Bob Dylan. He believes the world was made in seven days and it's three and a half thousand years old. He's, does, a, crea- he's a creationist. Does he, though, or has yeah. he just been... No, nope, he's a creationist. Awkward. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, no, he does. A, B or C, yeah? No. Or he, he does. does. <laughs> no, he does. Yeah, no, he does. He does, does he believe that completely? He either <laughs> believes that completely... <laughs> Come on, Nish. Not at all, or a bit. There's a joke for three people. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he, Bob Dylan believes that... The, believes the Bible as the literal word of God. I just don't believe you. Well, it's true, honestly. It's incredible. It's incredible. He doesn't talk about... Because he had, obviously, the big late 78, about 81, he released three or four uh, Christian albums, Mm -hmm. right? Very, very bleak Christian albums. Basically, you're you're screwed, yeah. Yeah. Um, And his record sales just diminished and diminished and diminished and diminished. And then he kind of, but every, he'll still every now and then he'll put like a Christian song on an album, but it'll it'll be a little bit muddied, you know, the lyrics will be a little, a little bit vague, and he doesn't talk about it very often anymore. I don't know if that's probably not a commercial choice. I'm sure he's not bothered about that, but he doesn't. But every now and then he'll he'll just you know say, well, I, you know, well, you know, I, I believe the little little word of God. And we're bam, it's gonna, the Lord Jesus Christ is gonna come back to earth. Yeah, it's going to be raptured. And uh, he's taking up uh, the only one. Yeah, all citizens. And the world is three and a half thousand years old. Uh, and anybody who says an evolution is a thing, is a sinner. So, him. so we've got this idea for a book. Right? So we had an Ofcom complaint, and I don't want to go into that because that's irrelevant, really. Um, but um, what it meant was we got to see a bit of the show yeah. typed out. We, we were faced with it in all its bare face, black and white outrageousness. Right, so Catherine, you be the caller, you do the invitation that gives me that, that, that I, I then do the list. This is written down. Something, it was something like, but it, yeah, it was something like, how about you come round to my place for tea? No thanks mate, you sound like a sex offender. Now, that's kind of normal banter for us, what the complaint was, but seeing it written down was funny, man. And then there was a whole chunk of the show with me saying something and Kath saying, what did you say? Don't you dare ring him back. Uh, uh, and he goes, uh, I'm not. <laughs> so then we thought, right, wouldn't that be cool if other bits of the show were written down? Because I never listened to the show. And I, when I, sometimes, sometimes, if I'm driving on a Saturday night and they're playing the best of because they're too tight to give us money to do a show on a Saturday Hello, night. they pay me for that. Oh, right, okay, fine. Um, I would come in and do it live yeah, for, so, for so, slightly so less than the fee I get for this. We are coming in and doing two shows on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. One in February mm-hmm. and one in March. Yeah. Because they owe us. Yeah. Scumbags. <laughs> um, I don't know when they are. We'll let you know. Occasionally, if I'm driving on a Saturday and there's the best of us, I will listen. I'll, I'll listen for two or three minutes. And I enjoy it. I don't enjoy listening to me, but I enjoy the vibe of the show. But it doesn't really make me laugh. But reading... The transcript, yes, I, I, I was sending it to everyone going, read this, man, this is funny. So we've got this idea 
for a book, okay, and what we'll do is we've just decided that we'll, any money we'll make. Samaritans we'll go for? I think They're struggling so. a bit at the moment. I don't know if they are, actually, but when I phoned them twice on Sunday, there was no answer. Um, so any profits, it'll be slim profits, any profits that we make will we'll go to the Samaritans. That way, no one can cry foul and say, you're, you're, but we did all the work and you're, you're trousering the money. Um, and I guess I, we'd find a way of getting it published online. So there'll we'll, be a way. We'll, we'll, we'll work it we'll out. We'll work it out. <laughs> but we want to put together a book of transcripts of your favourite parts of the show. Um, it could be, uh, you know, talking to Barry from Watford. It could be arguing with Rainbow George. It could be, um, you know, Nigel from Maidstone. It could be Andre. It, it could be. It could be anything. So so far, I've got. Uh, Have you actually got yeah. stuff? Who's done this? Uh, Lou's done one. Hey, and Derek out. did one for hey, me thanks, as well. Hey, thanks, guys. What have we got? Uh, so, Lou likes Chuck Winkle. So we've got a Chuck Winkle. I think it is three words that can make a woman... Okay. And let me see what Derek sent me again. I did, I did save it, but where have I put it? And have they sent you the audio as well? They, they took it... They, they'd give me the link to it on YouTube. Okay, cool. All right, fine. That's, that's a good idea, because we will need to split it between us... And just just double check it. Yes. Uh, just just to make sure no one's trying to sn- sneak in. Um, you know, Catherine uh, being anti-Semitic, or me being anti-black, or something. Oh, no, they'll never catch us with they'll that. They'll never catch us. We're too good. And what's it? Who's the other person? Derek who's... sent me one hey, as well. Derek, Derek thank was you. willing to do everyone's work for them. He said, you know, I'm willing. I've got nothing to hey, do. Derek, do as many. Listen, you want to do more? You do as many as you want, buddy. By the way, John from Highbury's calling in. You're never getting on the show again. You suck. Oh, he just loves it, doesn't he? Uh, he loves it. Um, you do as many as you want. You don't have oh. to do just one. Yeah. The one that Derek's done is Ian's fiery argument with Paul from Stoke Poges. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, listen, that's great. Well, in that case, the book has started. If you want to do one, dear listener... Um, then, yeah, loads of clips are on YouTube or you can get podcast stuff. I'm not going to tell you which bits to do because I don't remember them. No, and I also find it really interesting, the bits that yeah. you like rather than yeah. ones that I would pick. You know? What we do, when we get enough together, I'm guessing we're going to need, I don't know, maybe 40,000 words, something like that. We'll, 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 we'll find a way of getting a book published online. Um, it'll be Unbound or something, one of those ones where they, they, they print it on demand. Um, you'll all get a credit in the book for your work. And uh, then we'll put it online. Any profits made from selling the book, we will give to the Samaritans. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, at some point after that, we'd like to do a live show where the profits would not go to charity. They would go to us, let's be honest. <laughs> we would like to do a live show where it is performance pieces by you and maybe some of my celebrity friends. I'm sure Mackenzie Crook would help out. Paul Garner, I've been texting, might help out. I'm available. Okay, but so the celebrity friends. Um, doing live performances, interpretations of the text. So it wouldn't be, so you'd be, do, you'd, you'd have to learn, you know, act it. You could do it how you wanted it, but it wouldn't be like in a radio studio. You no. would take it out of the radio studio and you put it in B-Jam. B-Jams? Or... Or the laundrette. Or you'd put it in the laundrette or you'd put it on the bus or in school or whatever, okay? Um, we'd have a mixture of live stuff and filmed stuff. I'm sure I can get Mackenzie to help make a nice little little film or something uh, with that. And we'll have an evening of it. Um, and Kath and I will get r- rich. High on the hog? Is that phrase? We're going to get <laughs> high on the hog on the thousands of pounds that will make. Because like, putting life stuff on takes a lot of work. Um, but So if you want to help with the book, um, then uh, find your, find your favourite bit. 
and transcribe it. And send it to me. And how do they get Catherine to Boyle at talkradio.co.uk. Catty is already saying on Twitter, yes, I'd love to do that. I'll transcribe. It's too hot. Beautiful. I don't know what that is. It was you going, it's too hot. Oh, oh it's too <laughs> hot. <laughs> too hot. All right, thank you, Catty. Do whatever you want, guys. And we look forward to... Uh, to reading them, and this would be something. This, this could be a little, little work of art we might have here. Of course, a little, it is. Little, little treasure, a lovely little treasure. And that is a great thing about this this radio show, right? Everyone gets something different out of it. Everyone yep. has their own favourite yep, bits, yep. and also we've got loads of really creative people listening. Yes, we certainly have, Stanley. So when we get more of those in, we'll. we'll um, I'll keep nudging you, and if you want to, you know, when we get enough, we'll we'll, we'll compile a book. Uh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, good evening, G. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but isn't that what the logbook was for? I tell you, right. Uh, first of all, um, come off speakerphone because we can't hear you. I'm not on speakerphone. I'm using a new phone. You're on a what? An, an airplane? No, I'm using a new. Honestly, this is such a terrible line. I can hardly hear you. It's very echoey and, and uh, but simultaneously muffled. Oh, I can't believe that. Is well, that better? That's better, yeah. Yes, well done. Oh, right, what did, you say? What, what did you say? <laughs> I said, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but isn't that what the logbook was for? No. But I thought that was a transcription of the show. No. Nope. Oh, OK, so I must have got it completely wrong. Yeah, you did. OK, I'm a bag of shite. Thanks very much for your call. Um, here we go. This is... Here we go. And I'm learning a lesson here. 106 has texted in. Uh-huh. Who was going to complain to Ofcom about the music. Right. 106 has complained in... Uh, has texted in to apologise. Oh. Thank you, 106. Listen, I'm sorry for moaning. Uh, for the record, I would never complain to Ofcom. Here's the thing. I'm recovering from a serious illness. I had a bad day. I come to bed to listen to your great work and felt grumpy when you weren't there with your usual stuff and playing music instead. I'm sorry I took my bad day out on you. P.S. I love hearing about your cats. 106, that is cool. I appreciate I appreciate you uh, reaching out. It was it was funny, though, because we got a nice little five-minute riff on complaining to Ofcom, and it did genuinely make me laugh <laughs> that you would suggest that, you muppet. But, 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 but. Uh, I, I, I hope, I'm sorry to hear about your illness. I hope that you are well and truly on the mend, and I hope you, you, you tomorrow is a better day than it is today. And here's the thing about my cats. I've been feeding them tuna because I've been treating them, and they have been doing the smelliest poos ever. Are you giving them, like, tuna in brine or oil? In water. All right, okay, cool. Tuna in water. I was going to say, because oil, that's... Tuna in water. Um, so, so and all three cats. So it's a velvet. And velvet goes to the toilet in the bedroom now. She, the litter tray's there. And so, the, uh, you, I've, I've been woken up in the night by the stench. I mean, when of I came round today, oh. I opened the door and it was like backdraft. Oh. It kind of the smell licked yeah. up the back wall yeah. and along the uh, ceiling yeah. and, and whooshed right in my face. Oh, it was horrendous. I it, did think, what on earth have they been eating? Tuna. What okay. did you? What did you forget, G? Oh, I didn't forget anything. I was calling back to um, talk to whoever answered the phone because apparently I owe them one. What do you mean you owe them? It doesn't work like that. You you phone up and you talk to us. They're busy. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Sorry. Bye. 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 I mean, really, this is not a dating service for Sam. 
Um, so that's what's going on. And my cat's... Mucky still hasn't gone out properly. Lucky goes out when I open the cat flap. And today I open the cat flap for the afternoon. And every five minutes I just go, oh, my God, where's Lucky? I can't see her. And I would just go out and shake the bag of food and she would just come running back in. Yeah. And so, at one point, Cask, I don't see where Lucky is. So I went, I said, well, she's not outside. Um, and she's not in the kitchen. Yeah. And then I went out into the other room and I looked all around in the usual places, not there. And then I looked on the... Uh, yeah. Chair and there she was looking it's at me like what? Yeah. What? I'm just please, just leave me alone. Oh, I need to say, I need to to, um, to say. Uh, so it's at 106. We're cool, and I appreciate that. Um, so the okay. So I got my cat. My cats are rescue cats, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm going to tell you where I got them from in a minute because they've asked me if I just name the 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 kind of umbrella charity that the the organisation, which I'm more than happy to do. Um, but, 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 the two cats I got are black. One is completely black and one is primarily black with white bits, right? And this is the insane thing. Um, no one, and they're rescue cats, so they were six six months old. I've, I've, I've made, they were born in June, so I've made it their birthday. It's the same as mine. Cool. June the 9th, we're going to have a crazy time. Um, but no one's adopting black cats. And a couple of people went to see these cats and, and then got there going, oh, no, I didn't realise they were black. Oh, no, 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 I don't think so. And they, they didn't take those beautiful little girls home, who are the most adorable. And I know lots of you have got black cats, right? So, if you're thinking of getting cats, and you're thinking of getting a rescue cat, uh, I cannot highly recommend black cats enough, man. And there's loads of black cats in foster homes. We had to leave their mum oh, and their brother she was, there. They were beautiful cats. Oh. They were so friendly. And if I, do you know what? If I hadn't have had Velvet, who's a black cat, Maybe I'd have taken all four. Anyway, they've got they're, they're living with their foster parents now, who are now their real parents. Who've now got fifteen. <laughs> Helen and her partner have got fifteen cats in their house. It's it's Nuts. the best house, but you try and find it... somewhere to sit that's not got a cat on it. <laughs> so so listen, I know that Roger is thinking of maybe getting a cat, and there are a few others. And I would never tell you what to get. If you want to get a different kind of cat, you go and get a different kind of cat. That is, you know, that's your business. But what I will say is. Um, uh, the black cats have given me the most pleasure that I could possibly have. Look, and, and so I had a message from June, who runs Travis Cat Rescue. Right, so I've got to give them a mention, Travis Cat Rescue. And she was just saying we took a twelve-week-old black and white kitten yesterday that had been dumped by the side of a really busy road. What? Sorry. He'd spent 24 hours hiding under a bush by the road. He was spotted by a lady who left him there until the next day, hoping he would go home. Um. And she brought him in. Um, look, look at that! Look at that kitten that got that got dumped by the side of the road. Oh, he's adorable. So go and Travis Cat is where I got mine. If you go on Facebook, um, you, you know, and just look for cat rescue places in your area, there are dozens of them. Honestly, there are about five or six in my area. Um, and then you've got there's all different places, and just Google your area and cat rescue and stuff like that. And and you know if you want to choose a smaller little one as a you know, the RSPCA, I've got you know, obviously cats and, and uh, Battersea and stuff like that. But there's loads of little smaller independent ones where it's just people who love cats that are doing it. There we go, done that. Right, lovely. Thank you, Alan. Stay there. You'll be next. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I will read from the Kenny Rogers autobiography in a bit. It's a great book. I'm so I'm, I'm struggling to. I've been reading it since Christmas. You bought it for me for Christmas, I yeah. Think, yeah. And the last couple of books, last three or four books, I've really struggled to. And I love reading. 
just get into the book. The Eric Idle book took me about six months, and it wasn't because it was rubbish. It was great. Well, the, the end got a bit boring when he just kept banging on about being rich and hanging out with billionaires. But I just couldn't get into it. I'm, I'm struggling to crack books. Is and it concentration? Yeah. I think it's Zard. I just think it's Zard. I've been like that for about a year, and I've only just... I'm on my second book yeah. in about a year. And I'm someone... I used to be able to read a book uh, in a day, you know. And there's so much I want to read. i tell you what's lovely. The boys come over this weekend, and they come over two weeks ago, I think. And I've joined the local library. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I saw... When I joined, I saw they had loads of books for sale that I thought the kids might like. So when I picked them up last time, I said, let's go to the library... They've got a load of books in there, and you, if you, we can buy some. You can bring them back to my house. You have them on your bookshelf. Take them home if you want, but it means you've got books every time you come around to read. Brilliant. So we went around, and we bought some, and then they saw a couple of books that they really wanted to, to get out. And I said, all right, fine, we'll, we'll get them out. And then Saturday night, the two of them are sharing the same bed because the, the, the youngest is too scared to go up to his bedroom in the loft. So they're sharing, they're sharing their bed. With their little reading light, just sat there reading their library books like Morecambe and Wise. <laughs> I'm in the bedroom across the hallway reading, um, probably was reading Eric Idle then. Or oh, no, maybe I was reading uh, 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 Kenny Rogers. And we're just like three old men just sat there reading our books. But it's great. It's lovely. And then I just go, boys, time to turn the light off. Silence. Yeah. I went in. They were asleep with their books on their chests. We had uh, Beautiful. over the weekend... We've noticed that the girls, they're very into computers. Like, yeah, they of love it. So. They love it, love it, love it. Are. Of course they do. But there comes a time when you go, do you know what? We haven't sat together all weekend. Yeah. So we turn the TVs off. And yeah. the, uh, the, t- the TV is off the, and the computer's off. And they said, what do we do now? I said, well, we play yeah. with your toys. Or when you get a book, I'm going to sit on here with my book and put my uh, bla- have a blanket on my knee. On yes. the- blanket we- on my knee. Yeah, and we all sat like- we sat in a row on the sofa, great, all it? reading our books. It's great, I love but it. They, they ha- it, it, it's been such a long time since they had to work out what they want to do. Yeah. This weekend we're going to play some games. We're going to play some video games. We're going to play some video games. Uh, we're also going to make. Well, here's the thing, right? So, when did fairy cakes? Let's try and, Alan. I will come to you. I promise. But this is really important, actually. And no one, I've, no one's ever spoken about this. And we're going to, we're going to blow your minds. When did fairy cakes become? cupcakes uh-huh. i think around the time of sex in the city yes probably but then now so i said to my boy the youngest i said well, why don't we cook something this weekend we haven't done it the last few times you visited and before we'd made like brownies and fudge we made fudge that was a big success fudge it's just basically it's a bag of sugar and a block of butter what's not to like that's it <laughs> it's insane man i was looking at it going oh my god the ingredient um and he said i want to make buns right I was like, okay, what kind of buns? He went, chocolate buns. I'm thinking, right. So to me, a bun is a currant bun. But you don't know what a currant bun is. Is that a balm cake? No. Like a tea cake. Like a like a hot cross bun? Yeah, like a tea cake. A hot cross bun. That's is what, what I call it. But but then you said... You buns, s- buns are uh, fairy cakes. But so bun, a bun is a, is a fairy cake stroke cupcake. No. Oh, no. Cupcake's got too much um, icing on it to be a bun. Bun needs to be a bit flatter. No, cupcake is a fairy cake, right? And uh, I asked you what you said. Oh, I've got I've got some recipes for buns, and then you sent me recipes for cupcakes. Yeah. So what is go- what is going on? Well, it's all about right. The cupcake thing is is completely right. It's a con. I, I hate to break this to you, but having made all of these cakes, yeah, right? Okay. Cupcake 
a bun. It's, ba- it's a basic calm bun, calm, and it doesn't excited. rise very far, calm actually. Down, calm down. But it's the frosting or the icing on top that's what makes it look fancy, right? And it's Just, all about your technique with that. Boom. People are... You're losing people with the attitude. What? I'm it, sorry, I get very passionate about cake. Just bring it down. You mean you're in my... Yeah. You're, undermi- you're undermining me a little bit, so just bring it down a little bit okay. if you can. Thank well, you. this is how you get about the Beach Boys. <laughs> me on buns. Sorry, I'm not going to apologise. I, so, I think you should, but... Anyway, and some of the and actually sometimes when you get these cupcakes, if you take all the icing off, they're dead plain. They're not, they don't even taste nice as cakes. Whoa. It's a con. If you could see her face, she looks disgusting. <laughs> it's a con. But... Some of them are beautiful and they're works of art and they look great and most of it is about what they look like. Okay. All but right. I, I do prefer a nice, well-risen bun. Okay. I like nice buns. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Oh, hello, sir. Um, I'm just calling up to say that I've just recently started taking depressing tablets because the doctor says I've um, got depressive behaviour. Oh, yeah. But um, like, I find your show, it relaxes me because I get quite angry a lot. I'm quite an angry person. My yeah. life's quite angry. But your show really relaxes me like at night time because it's not the same. It's something different every night. I don't watch the news. I don't watch TV. So anything that I need to know about, you seem to tell me. <laughs> well, I got to be. I, I have to. Well, now Alan, you know all about cakes. Well done, <laughs> Alan. I have, I'm a say, actually, so. I have to say, <laughs> oh, me, you do know about me, cakes. Me and, Ka- are you, me and Catherine don't know anything about anything. Honestly, we're two idiots. <laughs> um, but um, how, how long? So, do you listen to any other radio shows? Because a lot of radio I, shows. I used, are, to, I used to listen to Chris Moyles, but I prefer you over Chris Moyles because Chris Moyles is too like. He's all about the money now, but oh, you, you're just you. There is no That's money. How I feel. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of other radio shows uh, on phone-in stations, it is, it is, they are designed to make you angry. That's how they make their money and their listeners is by getting you angry, you know. And uh, I don't, I don't want. Now, when you say you've got anger issues, well, how does that manifest itself? What, 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 what um, do you do? If you I'm don't just, mind me asking, um, I can be. Like, I isolate myself because I can be around people and people just how they speak to me or yeah. they, look, they look at me, it can make me angry. Um, the only thing that relaxes me is animals like cats. I love Here cats. We Here we go. Yeah, cat, Cats are the, the soothers of the soul, aren't they? You can't be angry around a cat. No, uh, um, we've got this like dwarf cat. Um, she's really cute. Um, but yeah, she's she's relaxing. But I find nature relaxing. I think the world's become more like Mad Max these days, especially with the stabbings and the way yeah. the world's going these days. Well, people forget about what's 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 you know in life what matters. Which really. is partly partly why not because of anger for me necessarily, but because of being depressed. I played that. I don't know if you heard the bit of music we played at the start that that Vaughan Williams uh, track. Yeah, that was relaxing. In it, was... in it, and this is the thing, man. And it do, and I, it 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 does it works with with depression and it works with anger. Being around like nature, and I consider that music to be like nature in the fact that it's very it's very pure, and it you know there's there's no kind of hidden meaning. To it. It's just a pure beautiful thing, like a flipping tree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean exactly. Yeah, it's pure. Like you, you can close your eyes and be lost with it. Yeah, and being out, you know, going for a walk in the woods, man. And here's my tip. Leave your phone at home if you go for a walk. I don't know if you're near woods, but if you get the chance to oh, just walk no, woods. Oh, no, I live right next to a lake, so I'll go and walk around the lake every day. There you go, man. Um, I, I used to be really angry. 
and I mean, really angry, and I lost jobs because of it, and I bullied bosses because of it, and so you know, I should have been sacked from LBC several times. The, the disgusting way I spoke um, to my two bosses there. Um, anger can still be a thing for me, but generally, it's it's it, the last eight or nine years it, it, incredibly better than it's ever been. Every now and then, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go off, like, and I'm talking like maybe once a year. I'll go off, but he, the th- the place I'm at now, at, uh, I'm at now, Alan is, as soon as I do it, maybe may, maybe five minutes after, right? It might last a minute, and then five minutes later, I come back down, and I realise it was inappropriate, that there are other ways of dealing with stuff, and I will go straight to the person and apologise um, to them, and 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 then you know, uh, so it it does get better, is what I'm trying to say in a very convoluted way. It does get better. I understand totally because when I get angry um, straight away, I calm down and it's like a completely different me. And I understand that everything I just done was inappropriate and disgusting. And and I do say sorry. And there you go. I'm that's myself. that's half the battle. I was with my boys uh, just after Christmas, and we took their gran out to the cinema. And there was a, a guy working at the cinema. I thought was being a little bit finicky about where my mum's wheelchair should be. And I kind of snapped. Went, all right, mate. All right. Listen, I've just put her there. I will sort it out. And I said to the my boys, man, that guy really annoyed me. But the way I spoke to him was totally inappropriate and, and I need to apologise. And they were sat there going, I, I couldn't apologise. I couldn't do that. I said, well, it's tough and I, I feel uncomfortable, but I have to do it. And I made a point of going up to them, in, uh, up to him in front of the boys and saying, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. T- just worried about my mum and you were absolutely right. And, and it was all cool. Um, do you meditate at all? Um, I actually believe in Buddhism. I have um, the yin and yang tattooed on the back of my head. Okay, well, flipping it. All right, maybe that maybe a bit of the ink got into your brain, and that's what's making you angry. Maybe you're poisoned um, by Buddha. I'm, I'm tattooed all over, really. I but do you? Neck. But do you? Like, it's cool that you, you're into that, and I know a lot of people are. Do you meditate? Yeah, I meditate. I've Beautiful. Known to, to meditate since I was fourteen. There you go. Well, now. then, then listen. Meditation and walking around a lake and being aware. Of what you're doing, you've got the three key things, man. You'll you'll be fine, brother. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And the show, man, because like Wicked, the show, bro. all I do is I, I draw pictures like of superheroes. Oh, while I listen to your show, so like there we go. It's well, cool. Well, listen, man, send in some of the pictures of the superheroes. Maybe we'll put them in our book. Yeah, we'll do. Actually, I'll send some cakes into you, some fairy cakes, something that actually tastes nice. That's <laughs> the way the you know what I mean, though, don't you, about the cupcake thing? A lot of it's about what they look like, right? Not always, because you could have a cake that looks bad and tastes really good, and you yeah. could have a cupcake that looks really good and yeah. tastes really bad. That's what I found, right? That when you some, often when you scrape off the icing, the cake underneath doesn't taste of anything at all. Um, it's got to be fluffy and nice and airy. Well, I'm going to make listen. I'm going to make the best. I'm going to make the best um, uh, cupcakes. Oh yeah? you've ever you've ever had. I'll bring one in. It's going to blow your freaking mind. <laughs> Alan, it's really nice to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot, and thanks Take for the kind well. words. Right. Cheers. Bye bye. What Take a nice care. guy. What a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Joe's texted in. I see someone text you an apology and you're all sweetness and light. I text you an apology the other week and all I got was a snide remark. I'll take it you're on a dry drunk and leave it at that. What? Says Joe. I'll take it on your what? You're on a dry drunk. You know what a dry drunk is? No. It's someone who's, who's it's an alcoholic who's not drinking but is still ragey and still wow. obsessing. And, that's, um, that, that's nice, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Except here's the... Th- Thing, Joe, your name comes up on the screen underneath because you, you, so you're called Jamie. So, don't know why you're lying about that. Your real name's Jamie. 
Um, we can see what you wrote in before yeah, as well. I, te- I, sent could you, be embarrassing. I texted you an apology the other week. Well, let's find... Um, let's find the apology you texted in... Okay. Uh, we've gone back to the 17th and now... Here we go. Here we go. I must apologise for my text the other night. I was trying to be witty about your taste in, and then I can't open it up. But, um... Oh, music. I remember this one. You were saying, for God's sake, Catherine, you take over the music choice or something. Oh, OK. And I don't think we thought it was nasty anyway. I don't think, I don't think we thought it was nasty, did we? Well, hey, hey, do you know what? Let's do this, brother. I was snidey then, and I apologise. Jamie, Joe, uh, in Welsh Wales, I apologise. Peace and love. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if... It, I don't remember it. We weren't offended. I don't think I was offended. No. Don't remember... I certainly... I don't think I'd be offended by someone. I think it was, may have been a jokey. You say my music's rubbish? What do you know about music, fool? I don't think you even mentioned it. Oh, OK. In that case, then, let's be... Can we be friends? Can we start again? Good. Hopefully we can. Oh, three, four... Oh, there's a call from Australia. Let's go to a break, <laughs> Sam, and take it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can call us from anywhere in the world, by the way, guys. And uh, Fiona is calling us. Australia is a pretty big place, Fiona. Can we narrow it down at all? Fiona, <laughs> I'm in Sydney. S- I'm so nervous. I nearly made a rude joke, and I, I, I've, I've stepped back from it. Wow. Yeah. No, do it, please. The, the next step is not mentioning that you were going to do a rude joke. Okay. Well, she wants me to do it. Oh, God. You're I do, I want it. Give it to me. You're in Sydney. It's better than Sydney being in you. Oh, I don't know. Oh! <laughs> Catherine? I wouldn't say no. OK, you don't know Sydney. I'm talking about um, Sydney James. <laughs> the yeah, dead, yeah, yeah, the yeah, dead yeah. man. Oh, Fiona, nice to talk to you. What, um, what, 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 are you listening to this rubbish in Australia? Oh, God, I listen to you every single morning. I absolutely... You're my lifeline. I love it. We're a decent slot in Australia. <laughs> we're the breakfast show. <laughs> instead, of this, instead of this... You are, you are. This rubbish slot we've got here. We're the, we're Nine the... o'clock. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. How long have you been in Australia for? Um, nearly four years. Oh, really? I was going to say shorter because you have not... I've not heard it yet, but you've not got a hint of an Australian accent. And British people... It normally kicks in, doesn't it? After about six months a year, there's just a little inflection. They start talking like that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do you know what? If anything, I've become more London. Good. I'm just proudly London, you know? That's what it should be when we go abroad. That's what happened to me when we moved down south. Yeah. I got really broad for a while. I started saying... I know, Catherine. I always think that about you, because, right, did you say you were 10 when yeah. you moved down? Yeah, Because right, I, I used to... Um, my parents are both Glaswegian, uh-huh. and I lived in Edinburgh. We moved down from Edinburgh to Essex when I was nearly eight. Right. And um, I got rid of my accent quite quickly, and I always think, God, how come you managed to hold... You must have really had a strong... I did so, identity of who you were, you know, I not think, wanting to fit in. No, I think what it was, my sister lost her accent straight away. In fact, she started knocking about with a New Zealander. Uh, She's younger. Yeah, she, she was seven and I was ten, right. and she started yeah. knocking around with some kids around the corner who were Kiwis. And she came back. She was sort of talking about chips and fish and uh, talking like that. <laughs> um, but I think because I got a bit picked on at school because I was the only, you know, people saying, "Oh." I've, I've never heard anyone... Someone thought it was American, because I said grass yeah. and pass. They'd never heard... It was quite a small right. town. They'd never heard of anyone... Yeah. I don't think they'd ever heard another accent, not on the telly. 
Um, so I yeah. became, all of a sudden, having grown up in an area where everyone spoke the same, I became really aware of, really self-aware and uh, really conscious that whenever I spoke, like, people would be laughing and stuff. So instead of losing it, I just got, I got broader. Like, I was talking more yeah. northern than I'd spoken when we lived in Manchester. It was crazy. Yeah, that's amazing but, but for, it's, you, for, it's, that, for somebody that age to do that and yeah. not have this wanting to fit in. Yeah, it's weird, really, isn't it? It took me a long while yeah. to get used to having moved, a really long while. I don't think I dealt with mm. it particularly well. I was really, really no. quite a sad kid for a couple of years. But anyway, I'm all right now. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> you came through it. Yeah, it's hard though. Oh, it's so hard. I tell you. Are I you out there? Are you? Are you out there? Are your family with you? Yes, I've got two boys like you. Who they're like they're eleven and thirteen. Oh, so hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So what? Yeah. They were eight and ten when they moved. Yes. All right, mate. That must have been tough. Yeah, it was. I bet they were hot. I'm not in any way. This isn't in any way criticism of you. You know, you've obviously done the right thing for your family, but they must have been heartbroken, especially the ten-year-old. Um, I would have thought. Actually, it wasn't quite ten. Hang on, they were nine and seven. Okay. Um, it was hard. They're, they're all right, actually. Yeah. Like my my younger one found it really now. hard. It took it took him. My it took when he was seven because he was a very shy boy anyway, yeah. and it took him a while to set, settle in because he's very smart as well and he didn't oh my my older boy told me would come home and say oh Liam Liam was uh walking around a tree in the playground on his own oh, all the oh time God, you know mate. yeah <laughs> and for a long time oh my god I was just a bag of nerves because I was just worrying about him all the time yeah but now he's found his feet he's in a special they, they um here in year five and six, in some schools, they have a special. It's it's like um, selective, so it's like a grammar school. It's like for the smart kids, like gifted and talented, and yeah. he's in that now. And so yeah. he's found his people, you know, because he just didn't. He's not. He's not sporty. He didn't and... want to hang out with the thick kids. This guy's. <laughs> this guy's a genius. He wants to hang out with Einstein. Good for him. He is, and he. You know, I really <laughs> admire him because he's not the sort of kid who will hang around with people that he doesn't want to hang around with he would rather be on his own yeah. than be with divs you know and i'm like that <laughs> <Divs>. as well <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny because sometimes <laughs> i've got a kid like that and it's uh, at first i was worried that she was antisocial or uh, shy or underconfident but it wasn't that she's so confident that she doesn't feel the need to join in with anything she doesn't dig you know she she'll, yeah. she'll join in when she wants yeah, which is admirable, really, isn't it? But it was it was a worry. It was a worry. And he's, he's had some difficult times, but now he's really, really happy. And my other son is into rowing, and, like, we live near the water, and he goes he goes rowing, and that's awesome. And what a life. Sailing, they've learned how to sail, and, yeah. But it's bloody tough, mate, I tell you. It's, well, it's hang on, sorry. In your 40s. It's, it's, it's bloody, bloody tough, tough, mate. mate. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> it's bloody tough, mate. You get It came out. No, no, that was London. That was, no, no, no. <laughs> you keep no, telling no, yourself no, that. Mate. No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> can we, Fiona, is there anything we can do for you, or did you just want to phone up and say hello? Um... Oh, oh! I've got a lot I could talk about, but I don't want to go into that right now. Okay, but well, was, you, you can, reason, but you don't have to. I was cleaning the bathroom. Oh, and you thought of us, thanks. <laughs> and uh, I was cleaning the toilet. Oh, come on, and you thought of Kath. <laughs> Harry, well, because I'm the only one who cleans the toilet. Huh? 
And listen, I've had a colonoscopy this week, so it needed cleaning. Oh, blimey. <laughs> they give you some strong anyway. stuff for that, don't they? Clean as a whistle. Oh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> I remember my granddad having one of those and he said to the doctor, he said, along with these pills, you should give me some toilet roll and some running spikes. Move move on, move on, moving on, please. This is not a lavatorial show. This is an intellectual show. Coming back from it, we were in the Uber, and uh, me and my husband were looking through the pictures of my colon that the doctor has given me. Beautiful. We were just discussing it because it, it turns out I've got Crohn's disease. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, anyway, the driver goes, Oh, it sounds like you've been through the ringer. Insert your own joke here, you know. <laughs> We were like, well, something's been through my ringer. Anyway. There's a there's a Beach Boys song. I think it's a cover of like a, an old fifties song, and the line goes, "No, it's I think it's an original song, right?" And I, I, I mean, it, the line is, "To get you, baby, went through the ringer." <laughs> okay. I just think, come on, guys, really? And I know it doesn't mean that, but in my but head, it, it yeah. means it means bumhole. In your head, in yes. my head, yes. Right. I just it was the it was a couple of things actually that okay. made me call because yeah. I've been thinking about it for yeah. a while now because I've been listening to you for about a year and a half I think. Hey, wicked! Thank you. And it was a couple of things. Uh, number it was about the reading with the with the kids. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I've got I've got we've got to force our boys to read, especially my older one. He just he just doesn't want to read at all, and we we got so worried about it. We actually went and we got. got um, Tested by a not a child, yeah, maybe a child psychologist. Well, to see if he's he dyslexic know. or something. To see if he was dyslexic, yeah, but yeah. no, it turns out he's just don't fancy actually, it. He's just a lazy little toe rag. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you know the option is there, and if they don't enjoy it, they don't enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I think he it's a shame because books, it. I think, are the greatest gift in the world. Yeah. But if they don't yeah. dig it, it may be that he finds his thing reading thing later on in life. He yeah. finds something that he's interested yeah. in and he pursues it that way. But it's what but kids I, are gifts, like, aren't they? Because like, the more you want them to do something, the more they dig their heels in. Yes, absolutely. And we kind of, you know, threaten them with pocket money. And, being cut off and stuff. Read this book or you will have yes. no money and be grounded for a month. Well, actually, my dad, when I was about 14, because he wanted me to read something that was, uh, you know, life-changing and a bit more challenging, he used to bribe me to read books. He used to pay me a, he'd pay me a tenner if I read a hard book. My youngest, oh, my youngest um, phoned up the other day, I spoke to him the other day, and he said, guess what? Mummy's going to pay me to clean up the living room. I said, oh... Right, okay, thinking, I don't know if I agree with this parenting. He said, how much is she going to pay you? He went, 5p. And I went, right, right, come a little bit closer to the phone. That's not very much money. So he went and demanded more money. He came back, she went, he went, she's going to pay me 20p. Oh, <laughs> sucker. sucker, sucker. Anyway, go on, sorry, we keep interrupting. Sorry, quiet now. No, that's all right, I'm not having a chat. Um, yeah, about... Um, Cupcakes, oh yeah, fairy cakes, yeah. right? Buns. About I don't know, ten years ago, there was a place in Greenwich, and um, it was one of these uh, go and what's it? It's like a little ceramic cafe thing, and they've got ceramic. Oh well, you paint the pot. You paint the pots. And cups and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, they, 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 they were they're fun for for about six months of your life when you've got kids, yeah. and then you go, oh, yeah. this is expensive, and then they're crap. <laughs> Exactly. But for Father's Day, um, we went in there and um, the boys, one of them did a mug and 
one of them did um, a money box that was yeah. shaped like a motorbike. Oh. And because um, it was a cafe, I went up to buy, I said, oh, oh, we'll have two of those fairy cakes. And the girl who worked there, who was the manager, she said, um, oh, what, the cupcakes? And I said, oh, God, I hate calling them cupcakes. That's so American. Yeah. And she took huge offense at me saying this. Like, what? she was really, I could tell that she was What really... was she, like 25 or something? Yeah, she was young, yeah. yeah. yeah we'd never heard of fairy cake. But, but so much so that when I went back a few days later to get... Um, to pick up the things because yeah. they'd been put in the kiln. They've got to glaze them, haven't they? Yeah. One of, it was broken. One of them, she get, just handed it to me, broken, without a word of apology. You know what I'm saying? She vandalised your kid's little little money box because you, you, you called it a fairy cake. Was she crying, <laughs> was she crying icing tears? <laughs> Come on. That's, is, that, is that not a little paranoid, Fiona? <laughs> Did you say anything to her? No, of course not. <laughs> you just took the broken... Did you not go... I'd have gone, oh, how, how, sorry, no. how did this break? No, she shoved um, she just shoved a voucher in my hand oh, <laughs> for, like, five pounds off for the next video. For cupcakes. Or well, five pounds, they're expensive. I was very British places. about it. I just, wondered, I just went out muttering under my breath, you know. Well, if, you, if, you're, <laughs> if, 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 if that happened to me, I would have actually emigrated to Australia to, to avoid... <laughs> The embarrassment. Uh, Fiona, listen, I have to go because we're late for the ads. It's so n- Give us a call again. It's so nice to talk to you. I will. Lovely to talk to you. Uh, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm oh, listen, shaking. We can't believe it. it, is, it honestly, I was saying this the other day. We're thrilled that people listen to yeah. us. Abro- we're quite old-fashioned and have been doing this yeah. for years when you, you broadcast to the three-mile area that your transmitter went. So to know that there are people not only listening in Australia but actually picking up the phone and calling in and stuff, that means the world to us, Fiona. So thank you very much. Oh. Thank you. Lovely to talk to See you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, Fiona. What a nice lady. What a great family. Those guys. Um, Simon, stay there. Come to you in a bit. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, Scott Balconies, WhatsApp me. Cupcakes are now being rebranded back as fairy cakes again recently. Are they? Marketing. But I think it might be in the same way that the arrows were going to be cancelled. Do you know what I mean? Bullshine. Well. um, Sorry? But no one was saying they weren't going to make cupcakes anymore. It's just just get people to eat cakes, is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. 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 Get very angry about cakes. I don't want to talk about I cakes. Just today. don't mess with my buns. I don't want to. Okay. Wow. Uh, good evening, Simon. How are we doing, guys? All right. Hey, all right. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got nothing of substance tonight, but just a couple. Oh, of I went straight for the cut-off button there. Look, my hand just went there. Okay, go on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, give you a reason to dump me. Okay, go on then. Let's hear what you got. Anyway. I've got a bone to pick with you, Mr. Lee. Yeah. Kath said earlier on, or, or pertained to, that you don't you don't like crowded house. I don't I don't like crowded house. No, and I one of my good friends, yeah. Paul Garner, played drums with them once. But no, I don't like crowded house. I'm afraid I don't like the Finn Brothers. I don't like split yeah. ends. Uh, <laughs> I don't like. Um, I don't, I, I'm not. You know, I've, I, I'll have to give it another listen. I guess. I, um, I, I was very, for me, I mean, music's subjective, isn't it? For me, 
um, it was a very important band when I was going through my formative period, when I was sort of, you know, leaving school. It's snowing! And, oh! Uh, and, uh, no, I, I love, I love Crowded House. I just, uh, I would have thought, going on what your taste is, like, you would have liked them, but, uh, there we go. That's, that's a big that will settle. It's going to be an absolute bugger. My, 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 I might not be able to get out of my street. Should we go now? <laughs> Hello? Bye, because it snows heavy where I live. Because I live near a hill. You live in the Arctic. But then tomorrow I have to then drive to Windsor. Can you not sledge it? I, um... Harness up the cats. I could do. Well, that's a snow update. Um... Yeah, Simon, that was a great call, mate. Thanks I very like much. Them. I don't know what he said. Uh, Crowded House, they're good. Okay. Official. I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call uh, Crowded House a great band. Oh, come on. Not great. Don't be rude. I'm not being rude, but they're you not are great being, band. You are being rude. Let's name some great bands. Crowded House. Right, okay, let's name the, right, Let's name some great... I'll name a great band. Then after every great band, you say Crowded House and we see how they stand, okay? <laughs> okay. The Who. Crowded House. The Kinks. Crowded House. Aerosmith. Crowded House, come on. The Beatles? Crowded House. The Jam? Crowded House. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, it does. It's like saying, um, it's like saying a lovely cheese sandwich uh, and a little wet tissue. Oh, no. Don't be silly. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's don't exactly be rude now. Same. Don't be rude now. Um, okay, okay, okay. Fun, fun, fun's over. Uh, fun's over. We're entering the last hour of the show and I'm genuinely worried about how I'm going to get home now. Crowded House. Yeah. Um, what if I can't... Oh. Stop it. Because you snow. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I spend most of my life saying that. It'll be fine. And sometimes I'm right. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And when I'm wrong, is I'll it, deal with it then. Is it snowing all weekend? Because I have to get home tonight. I have to then tomorrow go to Windsor to pick up the boys from school. And then I have to come into work. Then I have to go to Windsor to, tomorrow night and stay there. Then I have to drive the boys to Aylesbury. Let me just consult my um, meteorology degree. Right, Catherine, that's rubbish because we know you're not online. You need to connect. Hang on All a right. second. Am I on? No, not yet. <sighs> Oh, it's taking too long to build. We'll, we'll carry on connecting to the internet and listen to the news and we'll get the weather update after. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. You're there talking. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And I know no one can say 
Now you can't play conkers in England, and if you do, you gotta wear goggles.
Crowded House and <laughs> Sunshine Bum Fun, and uh, really enjoyed that. I'm getting hassled like on, t- on my t- on my own personal text service from Ghana, who says, um, "I'm listening in." Yeah. So my mate Paul, I'm listening in, and Paul McCartney said, "Crowded House is what the Beatles would sound like now." I said, "Oh, I'm actually being very polite about them, considering my true feelings." His reply is, "Calf is bang on the money." Boom. You need to listen to more than the singles. You do. So then I, I thought quite sensibly, said, sent him a text saying, "Make me a tape." He's replied, "Very well, very well." Being almost as antiquated as a saying as "Make me a tape." <laughs> I was, we were in the um, the kitchen area, the kitchenette, earlier on. And um, one of the news news drones came in and went, "What's that? Uh, what's that comedy program where they all go to Spain?" And I went, "Duty free." <laughs> and Kath went, "No, I think he means Benidorm." Now, I, yeah, because he's a young man. <laughs> I don't. I'm, what? What's but going? I remember the hapless holidaymaker Keith Barron. It's Keith Barron. Keith Barron. I stay with it. You know, I stay. I stay current. <sighs> is Keith Barron still with us? Uh, no, I don't think he is. Let's just double check. Do you need to log on? Yeah. Hang on a second. Can you make sure your mum's not on the phone? I know. She get, every time she picks it up... Um, Find me on boys. I will do later. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, you got it? This joke's never going to wear thin, by the way, guys. Yeah, he's dead, I'm afraid. Aye. 2017, 15th of November. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you uh, want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to. Um, the switchboard is empty for the first time tonight. Uh, so, uh, Which means? We're going to raid a little bit of Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers, Luck or something like it. Everyone likes a bit of Kenny Rogers. The Gambler is a great song. The Gambler is a great movie. Gambler's two and three, and I think four, not so great. Lovely uh, head of hair. Yeah, great. If, but if you look at him now, I mean, he's in his 80s, yeah. I think, but he looks like a man um, made of plastic in his 50s. Yeah. He's done something. Um, I think he's had, like, the bulldog clip and twist. That's what's gone on, on there. On his balls. <laughs> My God. So quite early, still quite early on. Um... He's just left the new Christie Minstrels and has started a group called... Yes. Is Dolly Parton in it yet? No, no, no. Oh, God. No, 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 no. He's just started a group called Fir- The First Edition. Oh, nice. Now, so here we go. If you want to call in at any point, do. Otherwise, I'm going to read Kenny Rogers' autobiography. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Okay, okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Ah, right, I jumped ahead. Right. So, when we started looking for songs... When we started looking for songs... Oh, you can do the accent. I think I will, yeah. Really? He's got okay. quite a smoky voice. I mean, it's a, it's a choice. When we started looking for songs for our first album, <laughs> one kept coming back to me over and over, and it started in high school. When I was a senior... 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 When I was a senior, 
exactly say it, isn't it? No. When, when I was a when I was a senior, back at Jeff Davis. I think Davis, that means something different. A senior, see, si senior. When I was a senior, back at Jeff Davis in Houston, I met a guy named Mickey Newbury. Mickey started school at Jeff Davis in our junior year. He would come around every now and then and listen to the scholars practice. That was the name of the group he was in. He begged us time and time again to let him be a part of our group. But there was one small problem at the time. He couldn't sing or play an instrument, and he was a jerk-off. That's three small problems. I added one of those. Okay. But Mickey liked to write music. Mickey, Mickey liked to write music. Oh, where's he from now? And one day, it's just got quite a... Uh, you voices. come to me on the morning of my daughter's wedding asking for favours. I get the reference. Um, please don't undermine me. Uh, undermine me. You don't undermine me. Uh, he's quite. He's got quite a croaky voice. He has now, yeah. But Mickey, Mickey, can you can you get some audio? Of, I'll get I'll get some. Uh, I'll do it. No, let me let get me some audio give me something to Kenny do. Kenny Rogers, cause... Kenny Rogers talking. Just type into to YouTube. YouTube, Kenny Rogers talking. Okay. Okay. Just a moment. I'm going to just put the uh, sound back on. Could you dial up because I'm... come on, really, really, yeah. really, yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'm in. Hang on. Oh, this is ad- ad- advertising. Okay. Post-pot. Sorry? Oh, there's no need for that. Gee, that bloody man. Go cool. Hang on, I'm just getting Kenny to the Rogers. advert. Skip ad. Here we go, here we go. Kenny Rogers talking. This is how accurate my impression was of the master. All right, let me the just gambler, see. the gambler. Yeah, to bring that yeah very husky. Creative Here's something. I'm working with a tit. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll, let's be serious. But Mickey liked to write music. <laughs> but, uh... but Mickey liked to write music. And one day, when he brought us a song he made up, I honestly don't think we took him seriously. <laughs> Come on. This is why I don't let you have this. Do you know what? Just this. <laughs> it's Kenny Rogers. Yeah, but I want him talking, you absolute bell. Hang on, he's going to talk. Oh, hang yeah. on a minute. No, he's going to play a. It's Kenny Loggins. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Kenny G. Right. All right, okay. Kenny G. Right. Just stop being a cock. <laughs> All right, hang on. Kenny but Rogers. Mickey, but Mickey, like. <clears throat> but Mickey liked to write music. And one day when he brought us a song he made up, I honestly don't You've think... you so many amazing records, but for some reason... That's not Kenny Rogers. This is a man talking to Kenny Rogers. The song I picked up was you and Dolly singing... Uh, Islands in the Stream. No, actually. Islands in the Stream. I wasn't far off, it turns out. Islands in the Stream. This is um, nowadays Kenny Rogers. I, want, I don't want nowadays. With I, a tight face. I want from 1984, please. Oh, my goodness. Very specific. Kenny Rogers talking... What did you say? You're very specific. I don't give a damn what people think. I miss, I miss. It's a little skit with Kenny and Dolly. I don't want to remember. No, he's going to speak. You decent? No, but I try to be. Ooh! You're not actually helping things. Please turn it off. He just talks like a normal person before he had his face... Um, but Mickey what? liked to write music. And one day when he brought us a song he made up, I honestly don't think we took him seriously. You'd have to know Mickey to appreciate this, but he wasn't insulted in the least. This guy never met a problem he couldn't solve if he put his mind to it. 
His solution was he would go home and lock himself in his bedroom for a month or two and practice. No one saw him for the entire summer. Nobody want him? Sore. Saw him for the entire summer. I don't know how he did it, but the next time he sang and played guitar for us, we were dumbfounded. He could play, and he could really sing. He was now way too good for our group, and he knew it. For those of you who don't know it, Mickey went on to become one of the premier singer-songwriters. <laughs> What's that? You premier singer-songwriters. Mickey went on to become one of the premier singer-songwriters. Mickey went on to become one of the premier singer-songwriters in any genre of music <laughs> in this generation. In 1966 alone, oh, he pulled off the incredible feat Gosh. of having written... Is that he pulled off little feet of having th written three number one songs and one number five song across four different categories. Pop rock, R&B, country, and easy listening. If you've never heard Mickey sing, you owe it to yourself to find one of his albums. And just sit down and listen to this guy. Now we get into the, the, now we get into the crux of the story. Good. Mickey sang and played one of those songs for me years later, long after high school. <laughs> It was called, Just Dropped In to See What Condition My Condition Was In. <laughs> Is that real? You know the song? No. You know the song? No. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, yes, she does. I really don't. It's one of the most famous songs ever in the world. Well, I don't know it. Oh, yes, you do. I really don't. So, she really does. I don't know. It's one of the most famous songs ever in the world. Prove now, it, you plug. Now then, boys and girls, do, do you want me to get Catherine to apologise to me? I can do. Catherine, go on to YouTube. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Condition. Yeah. Then then listen to it. Even Sam knows it. Do you know it, Sam? You'll know it when you hear no, it. No, you don't. Yes, he No does. one knows it. Have you seen the movie The Big Lebowski, Sam? No. Oh, maybe he doesn't. I haven't either. Okay. You know... Everyone knows this. Nope. This is Kenny Rogers. Correct. Data. Listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What condition that condition was in. Look at this I woke up this morning with the sun down shining in. Cat knows it. She's pretending. Are you clicking your fingers and doing stink face at me? It's not going to make me know it. Listen, listen to it. You know it. I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. Well, I tore my mind on a jagged sky. That sounds like the most baloney excuse for being late. Condition, my condition was no, I don't know, it, mate. Yeah. No. Yeah. One of the most Sam, do you know that song? Sam knows it. Look, no, Sam knows. Sam knows it. Sam is saying he doesn't know Sam it. Sam knows it, and he's he's a baby. No, compared to you and your old. No, I can't dump it from my memory. Okay. Mickey sang and played. <laughs> Mickey sang and played one of those songs for me years later, long after high school. It was called. Just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. It went on to become one of the most famous songs of all time. But I don't know. It was the theme tune to the movie The Big Lebowski, which everybody watches and likes. Although Ian doesn't like it, he thinks it's a little bit boring and glorifies drug use. It's a big song. It's a big hit. Everybody knows it. And anybody that says they don't know it, they're a jerk off or they're a liar. 
I was with the Christie Minstrels at the time, but it was way too bizarre and psychedelic for their image, and it had already been promised to Sammy Davis Jr. Shut up. That cat can sing. But the song kept coming back to me. There was something about it that I thought made it perfect for the first edition's first album. Remember, I had long hair, an earring. Did you become Jackie Wilson a minute ago? Jackie Wilson? Yeah, Jackie Wilson. Remember, I had long hair. I <laughs> <laughs> love what? Long hair. <laughs> an earring. <laughs> Roast in <and> glasses. <laughs> My balls pierced. <laughs> And our drummer, Nicky Jones, looked like a wild man. Oh. We kind of fit the image of the song about altered consciousness. Oh. Once I got in touch with Newbury, he said he was sure it would be fine for us to record it. Yeah, yeah, do that. It's good. No, you're, you're illustrating now. This is what I want to do. I want more production values like they do on BBC Podcasts. Talk, then. Sammy never did anything with it. And Jerry Lee Lewis had already recorded the song, but, you're, but, never, but never released it. An interesting side note, Glenn Campbell played guitar on the recording of Just Strapped In as a studio musician, not long before he began singing on his own records. I couldn't Several of the best homes. <laughs> Musicians of that era became regulars on first edition records. Aside from Glenn Campbell, there was Hal Blaine, probably the best-known drummer in the country at the time. Glenn D. Harden, who later played piano for Elvis. That's not his real name. And us, Glenn D. Harden, and also produced a couple of our records. And my favorite electric bass player for studio work, Joe Osborne, who took great pride in not changing the strings on his bass. An interesting side note, Mike Post, the unknown producer we met that first day in the recording studio, did not stay unknown for long. He would go on to enormous fame and success, writing and producing theme songs for many of the country's biggest television series, including Hill Street Blues. <laughs> I thought you said team songs. Theme songs. <laughs> theme songs. He would go on to enormous fame and success, writing and producing theme songs. <laughs> For many at the country's biggest television series, <laughs> including the Hill Street Blues, the Law and Order, the L.A. Law, the Rockford Files, and the Magnum P.I. It's just a name but a few. Wow. Um, but I'm not got that far in the book yet. Please don't ruin the story for me. I don't know that he's recorded that yet. Well, have you not heard this then? What is it? Brace yourself. Okay. It's going to blow your mind. Okay, okay. So I'm looking forward to this. Sir. On a warm summer's evening. Wow. On a train bound for nowhere. Oh. Met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring. Sounds sad. At the window at the darkness. To boredom overtook us. And he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life. Out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, 
I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. So you got I no. handed him my bottle and he drank okay, down why, why my last swallow. It's not vocals only. You can hear the instruments, so that's wrong. Well, it you, says vocals only, and it's yeah, got it's that not, same thing that you did. Funny, because I could hear the I could hear the instruments. Yeah, you can sometimes hear. Yeah, I could hear the instruments, so that's 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 a lie. Um, I think I think I'll be doing the the, the sound drops from now on because you've you've, you've proven that it's, uh, it's 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 tricky. It's tricky. It's tough. It's a lot of skills. Uh, let's take a break. Then when we come back, um, more from Kenny Rogers. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very welcome. Let's, 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 um, let's jump forward. And... Um, right, so I'm on page 91. I'll go back to that in my, my leisure. Um, tell me when to stop. Now. Um, uh, looks a bit crap. <laughs> Just pick something then. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Chapter 12. Okay. The Gambler. Can you find the Gambler instrumental, please? Yeah. Sorry? Sorry. Starting with the... Re- <laughs> you're you're forty three years old, and I'm not. I am Four, not. You're fine. I was being polite. You're forty six years old. <laughs> I am not. I'm she not. is. She is. I'm not even. She is. I'm not though. Actually, but I'm actually not. Starting with the release of Lucille. <laughs> All right, the gambler. Go on, you start. In nineteen. 19- <laughs> 77. My life would never be the same. If I were looking for my niche in my life and career, I had found it. You what? My life. I showed up in Nashville at the right time. I had the love and support of my new wife, Marianne. I had the right people like Jim Mazza, Ken Cragen, and Larry Butler guiding the way. I was almost divinely fortunate to find the right songs that fit me. The times in the listening public. Every artist prays for that one song that defines them when the public hears it. The what? Public? The gambler was mine. I gotta admit that things moved so fast during such a short period of time. The parts of it are like a blur to me. I may be jumping back and forth a little here, but I'll do my best to keep things straight. If Lucille launched this rocket, my work with Dottie helped fuel it. The Gambler sent it even higher. The Gambler is a song written by veteran Grammy winning writer Don Schlitz. <laughs> His name is what? Don Schlitz. A songwriter's Hall of Fame inductee who later wrote number one hits for Randy Travis <laughs> and Keith Whitley, among others. Don, a non-gambler, thought it was as much a concept about how to live your life as a song about gambling. 
He'd already pitched this song to many artists who pissed, passed on it. Passed on it. Excuse me. They passed on it. No one pissed on it. Excuse me. Bobby Bear did a recording, and Don even recorded it himself. But in both cases, it hadn't gone anywhere. No offense, but I thought those who passed on it had to be nuts. Holy camole. It was a great song, and I knew right away we had another hit. Don Starry in itself is pretty great. Not only is he a non-gambler, he was a 22-year-old computer programmer. <laughs> On the day the gambler came to him, he was walking to work when he wrote, this, wrote the song in his head beginning in order from the first line on a warm summer's evening on the train. If you train. write anything on your... <laughs> Bound for nowhere. By the time he showed up at the office, he had finished it. Like many songs, country or otherwise, the whole enterprise was a burst of pure inspiration, including these no cla now classic lyrics. Have a listen. It's me singing it. I'm Kenny Rogers. Too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, "Son, I need a light from out of ring in the voice spaces, knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind the same, I can see your eyes, baby." Yeah, and and now I'd like to listen, let you hear me sing in the chorus. Goes like this: You got oh, shit. I'm in verse two. So go and get my book. Um, all right, and I'll do the sound effects. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, I won't be a minute. I have to go and get my book. Cass, gonna get her book. Okay. Okay. So sorry, guys. If, listen, if you don't phone in, if if you don't phone in, this is what you get. It's your fault, Sam. You sit there looking sour, but it's your fault for um, scaring people away. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to um, give us a call, you'd be uh, you'd be trust me, you'd be very welcome. Because this is poor. This is poor radio. This is this is the worst. This is radio at its worst. We've gone from high art to what can only be described as lowbrow. Very lowbrow. Kath's going to read a book. All right, here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, here we go. Let me just find this bit. Uh, this is a bit you're going to like. Okay. Um, there we go. Okay. <clears throat> so did you just skip to this chapter? Quick recap for those just joining us. My life is a lot more interesting than an encounter with Donald Trump, but I get it. Still, of all the people who I had sex with, why couldn't the world obsess over one of the hot ones? So... Let's go back to July 13th, 2006. 
It was really hot for Lake Tahoe, even for July. I was sitting in the back of a golf Sorry, cart that Edward Tahoe I, got. Can I, I was going to do some sound effects, right? And I was going to do sex sound effects. It's so obvious. So I've got. I'm watching a video of two cats having sex. Oh my god! I've never seen it before. Here's the here's the ironic thing. Haven't they got hook penises? They're doing it doggy. Um, <laughs> here's a look at that. Have you ever seen it? I've heard it because they make an awful racket, don't they? It's not the life on. It's biting its neck. Yeah. And they've got barbed penises. Ooh. Which is, I, I think, rude. Have they given their consent to have this on YouTube? Well, I think it's... Uh... It's too late licking it, love. Oh, she is not happy about that. Oh, flipping heck! That's two cats just having, having sex on the bed. They've brought a bed. I don't know about you, but that's put me right off. Um, cats and beds. <laughs> wow, that's outrageous. Okay. Do you remember the moment you realised that, like, dogs and stuff were filthy? Say that again. Well, when you're little, a dog is just like a cute Disney friend, isn't it? Yeah. Like, all floppy and cute and, you know, a bit stinky Oh, what, Mummy, why is that? What are those two dogs doing? Oh, yeah. it's one's, one's, one can't walk and the other one's pushing it along. That thing. Yeah. Um, I remember it very, very... A dog fittingly named Blue mm-hmm. mounted me once in front of, like, my parents oh. and their friends and oh, they were they all laugh. laughing yeah. so much and I didn't know why. And then you had puppies. Yeah, I did. Uh, you... They were beautiful. Little, it's, um, um, little spaniels. The worst one, the worst noise is is a fox. I mean, it sounds like oh, a baby. I'm going to say a horrible phrase. It sounds like a baby being murdered. It's let's, awful. Let's, let's, let's have a listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like someone enjoying that noise a little bit too much. <laughs> I think it might be cold out there. I'm hoping that's why they're making that noise. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah, the, vi- I don't know. the vixens scream, don't they? Yeah. Outrageous behaviour. Animals. Dirty, dirty, dirty swine. It's disgusting. It's a disgusting disgrace. Where have the phone calls gone, then? I think they were riveted to your tale of Kenny Rogers. OK. Um, OK, well, here we go. Gemma Collins, superfan, gets bizarre tattoo of Dancing on Ice Star sobbing. I like Gemma Collins. It's I do. very easy to knock her. Everyone's doing it at the moment. But here's the thing. She's on the front page of all the newspapers and she's uh, on Dancing on Ice because she is... People watch her. She's a draw. Uh, I've, I've met Gemma years ago before she became really, really famous. I went to Australia with her. And um, I liked her a lot. I thought she was funny. thought she was natural. I thought, you know, she didn't give her stuff and it was, it was refreshing to see. Um, but people... She's people want to watch her. That's why she's on all these shows. Here's the thing with Gemma Collins, <clears throat> and I don't know her, so this is this is how I read her. That kind of unspoiled um, says what she thinks, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but they're not going to Jade Goodyear because no. actually she's quite savvy and she knows how she comes across and she knows how to work it. This lad's got a tattoo on his arm of it looks like a Bible. Um. And on the left-hand page, it's open. On the left-hand page is Gemma Collins crying. And on the right-hand page is some text that says... It, it's gone. I can't see it says... 
gonna be a long old slog for me this life. Oh, it's gonna be a long old slog for me this life. Okay. There's being a fan, and then there's being a fan. And Gemma Collins has one super fan in the form of Bully, who's gone, uh, Billy, who's gone and got her face tattooed on his leg. It's his leg. The GC devotee opted for an image of her crying visage to be inked onto his limb on Tattoo Fixes Extreme, where he admits he's obsessed with the TOWIE star since she starred in Celebrity Big Brother. In fact, the tat is inspired by the moment on the show where she thought she saw a ghost and hightailed it towards the fire exit. <laughs> Get that fire exit door, I'm off, it reads. What? No, it doesn't. It says it's going to be a long old slog for me, that this life. Huh? It doesn't say that at all. Well, that story makes me think it's... Um, the whole thing's bullshit. Doesn't say that at all. That's uh, that's ridiculous. That's redonkulous. Uh, there's none of that. Um, boy, boyfriend's penis cracked and swelled to the size of a wine bottle. God. After he fractured it during sex with girlfriend, Sh- fractured it. Sean Marsden uh, was having sex with his girlfriend Louise Gray on December the twenty second. Left writhing in pain after the pair. Heard a loud crack nah. while getting intimate. Flip it, heck, man. Please call in and stop this because I don't want to read this out. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. There'll be someone listening now who's experienced this. Rushed to hospital where surgeons repaired a penis fracture and <sighs> torn urethra. Oh blimey! You don't want to tear that. Not your Franklin. A painter and decorator. Oh, like Aretha Franklin. Okay, her, her her name doesn't sound right. Franklin is that her name? Franklin, yeah. Franklin. Yes. Franklin. Yes. Franklin. Yes. It doesn't sound right, does it? Franklin. Yes. Franklin. Like Franklin Mint, who makes the nice um, coins and plates. Franklin. It's kittens. Franklin doesn't sound like a name at all. Franklin. 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 Franklin, 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 Franklin. A painter and decorator fractured his Franklin while having sex with his girlfriend. <laughs> Sean Marsden, 48, was getting intimate with, intimate with Louise Gray, 36, on December the 22nd last year. There's a lot of numbers in there. When he slipped on a crack. He slipped and heard a crack. Oh, God. <laughs> Writhing in off-the-scale pain... Flipping it. The human body is, is a really horrible, horrible thing. One day, my dream is that we can just chop our bodies off and just have our heads on trays. And d- that's all, that's all, because bodies are disgusting. <laughs> Your head on a tray, however. Yeah, that's fine. fine. Writhing in off-the-scale pain, Mr Marsden watched in horror as his penis swelled to the size... <laughs> he watched in horror. He watched in horror... As his, uh, hang on, I need to get. Hang on, is this SFX? Yeah, no, I've, I've. Uh, uh, All right, I'll see what you're going for, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll show you mine. Uh, hang on a minute, I can't. I don't know what to type in. Uh, um, here we go. He filmed it. Oh no, I haven't got it. Um, this is the one I was going to do. Hang on, let's just make sure there's no advert. Here we go. This is this is. Uh, <laughs> 
Wine bottle. <laughs> that was me playing that sound. It was me. Hang on. Were we... We were both playing the same sound <gasps> at the same time. That is weird. That is nuts. That's me. Slide whistle. Yeah. My first thing I typed in was duck whistle. <laughs> There's none of that. You can't do. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> can't do that anymore. We both did the play. The Isn't same. that funny? Isn't that funny? You see, that was that was. Um, you, you've learnt well. You've learnt well from the master. Um, he was rushed to hospital where he underwent surgery to repair a penis fracture and torn urethra. I mean, gosh. God. After spending a night in the Royal Shrewsbury, Mr. Marsden was sent home, barely able to walk, and told to be celibate for the next month. Do you think he had to put it on a trolley to get it out? No, he had to tie two lollipop sticks to it. <laughs> but the couple had sex just three weeks later. Oh, would they listen? What the heck? This is why they get in these situations. Despite Mr. Marsden's penis still being sore and bruised. Oh, despite. This guy, these people are um, heroes. <laughs> it... Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Do you know what it is? It's uh, the old blitz spirit... <laughs> You tell a Brit that you can't do it for him, uh, uh, four weeks, he's going to say, no, I'm going to soldier on after three. Oh, OK. Here he, here's a sentence. Here's a sentence. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> Mr Marsden knew something was wrong as soon as he heard the, crick, uh, the crack. Oh, my God. Which he claims occurred after he slipped into Miss Gray's pelvis. While he watched his penis swell, his girlfriend of six months called 999. Once at hospital, Mr Marsden was immediately given morphine while doctors tried to bring him off. <laughs> Actually, what it says here is, even, is almost as bad. While doctors tried to get to the bottom of the problem. <laughs> After a penile exploration... Oh, my! Surgeons repaired his damaged muscles and torn Franklin. <laughs> Mr. Marsden. Mr. Marsden. <laughs> Mr. Marsden. Mr. Marsden was discharged the following day with painkillers as well as a temporary catheter to carry urine oh, out of his blimey. body. While his Franklin healed. <laughs> wow. His penis. Can you imagine the phone call to the boss? I can't come in. I broke my <laughs> cock. <laughs> Banjo. No, I snapped it. His penis also had to be wrapped in bandages with a plastic rod along the shaft to ensure the muscles repaired straight. Oh. Mr Marsden, who admits to having a high sex drive, was initially convinced he would never get intimate again with the very thought making him nauseous. Ms Gray, who claims the ordeal has left her traumatised, was also worried about hurting him and felt guilty for the pain her boyfriend suffered. On the road to recovery, Mr Marsden couldn't wait to have sex again and assumed his frequent erections meant his penis was healed. But he adds the first time was painful. Pride of Britain for Mr Marsden, I think. The couple, who used to have almost daily intercourse, have only had sex twice since the incident. <laughs> I'm, definitely, I'm definitely going to be more careful in the future, he said. We need to be more gentle. I can't afford for that to happen again. Um... <laughs> Poor lad. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Ah, oh, dear. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
0344 We've got about 10 minutes of this left. Then it's Paul Ross coming in. And it's Friday. Friday feeling. Blimey. Isn't it? Good evening, Hannah. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Are you bald? How about that? Why are you really? Sorry? Are you bald? How about that? Why are you really? I believe that to be the case, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're talking about animals um, making love a minute ago. Yeah, well, yeah, um, it certainly was not the description I would put to that it. That is a very, very <laughs> polite Disney way of, of saying it. Yes. yes. Well, the funniest pair of animals that I've heard mating are tortoises. Oh, God, that's and awful. They, they make outrageous noises. It's oh. horrible, isn't it? Can you give us an impression? Yeah. Do, hang on, do that again. No, you're going to clip that. No, I'm not going to clip it. Go on. It's the sound of the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nature is disgusting. Animals are disgusting. The sooner everybody realizes that this is, if I if I were uh, king, um, what I would do is um, uh, I would I would get rid of all animals. I just say, we've, listen, we don't need them. They ruin everything. They're dirty. They're disgusting. They uh, using valuable resources. We're going to kill. We're going to kill all animals. Vegetarians will be happy at the culling of all animals, because no one will be able to eat animals anymore. So vegetarians and vegans would have won. Um, people who don't like dogs barking will be happy. Everyone would be happy if we culled well, all animals. Outrageous! Him, you own a farm. Uh, well, I would I would take one for the team. I would take one for the team because I, I I'm uh, I, I believe in the, the I would I would suffer for the good of the country, unlike a lot of our politicians at the moment. As well, now you've been working at close quarters with these beasts, you yeah. see them for what they really are, don't you? Yeah, they're horrendous. They're Disgusting. awful. Um, thank you very much, Hannah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, the old telephone number if you'd like to. Uh, uh, if you'd like to... Now, what is this? You were telling me about this the Go other on. day. Ben Fogel <laughs> blasts BBC Radio 5 Live presenter Nihal... I mean... ..for not inviting him onto his show as their bizarre staffy dogs feud rumbles on. Now, you were telling me it's about this. It's the limpest Twitter spat you can imagine. I mean, it involves Ben Fogel and Nihal. Everyone likes Ben Fogel. We've well, met Nihal, very, very nice guy. Yes. I'm, I'm on Team Nihal. If I had to pick a team, I'd pick Team Nihal. Yeah. Because okay. he was nice to us in <laughs> the same... Imagine this, me, Catherine, in, in the same room, a tiny, tiny little room with uh, Nihal, Nick Ferrari and Paddy Ashdown. Paddy Ashdown. The, the five of us just hanging out until um, the, Nick Ferrari asked us to leave, which he did. Anyway. He did, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah. What did he do that for? So that him and uh, um, uh, Paddy Ashdown could rehearse what they're going to talk about. Oh, right, fair enough. N- no, not fair enough, actually. I wasn't actually. that bothered anyway. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but screw you, Ferrari. Do a um, uh, screwdriver down your side. Oh. If you were a car. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are cars called that. Yes, they um, are. So, the way I understand it... The way I see it... Nihal made some kind of comment that his wife had been walking their dog in Queen's Park... And Ben Fogel or Ben Fogel's wife? What is it? Someone from the Fogel family had been disparaging about his staffy. Ben Fogel responded by saying, I don't even go in Queen's Park and I would never say such a thing. You take that back, sir. And then there's a little fight going on. But it's, it's kind of limp. I think I, I'm wondering if this is a uh, this is this is a stunt. Is this a stunt? I'm wondering because it was kind of the day of 
that really the I know I'm going to use the word limp again yeah. limp programme about let's name some dogs yeah. top, was it top 100 dogs in the world ever live right so right okay Ben Fogel posted uh, so Ben Fogel has blasted presenter Nihal for not inviting him on his show as their feud over Staffy Dogs continues earlier today Fogel posted a picture of himself at BBC Radio 5 with the caption yay Nihal at BBC 5 Live after arriving at the studio this was fo- so basically he went on another show and not Nihal's show the argument started between the pair after Nihal called Fogel a wrongen <laughs> Do you remember when Julia Hartley Brewer called the England football team nonces? Yeah, I don't think she meant that, though, no, did she? No, she didn't. That's I think fine. she was going for, like, Ponce or Ponce, something, yeah. wasn't she? Ponce, called the entire team I mean, nonces. What a thing to say. Um, the argument started between the pair after Nihau called Fogel a wrongen live on air over a row about dangerous dogs, which Fogel insisted was a case of mistaken identity. It was actually a cat. That's a joke there. BBC Radio 5 Live host Nihal Arthanyaki... Arthur Yaka told his listeners Fogel harbours a grudge against Staffordshire Bull Terriers and alleged Mr Fogel had once warned his own child against Staffies in front of the radio host's family on a day out in London. Despite Fogel having yesterday tweeted he'd calmed down following the spat, he had urged Nihal to listen to the show this afternoon. Gosh, can you imagine furious Fogel? Earlier in the day, Nihal tweeted... angry! I always find it odd when someone accuses a radio presenter of loving the sound of their own voice. We talk for a living. Um... Uh, I mean, I just... Uh, guys. Guys, guys. Come on, guys. Uh, You're better than this. Oh, on Twitter, the TV star. Come in, Paul. On Twitter, 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 Twitter. Um, the TV star, that must be Fogel, went further promising legal action. In a tweet, he wrote, uh, I've just been sent a recording from the real Nihal show on BBC Five Live, earlier in which a caller made an untrue and libelous accusation about a, fict- a fictitious encounter. I've never even visited Queen's Park. I will be seeking legal action. I love all dogs, especially Staffies. Hashtag woof. No, it's bullshit. Yeah, no, he Made up. Made up. Yeah. Made up. But good one, guys. Come on. We, we were almost there, standing outside broadcasting house watching the fight. Yeah. Imagine. Oh. Come in, Paul. Manly. Come in, Paul. Hey, Paul Ross. It's kind of winding down a little bit here. It's kind of a very mellow uh, mellow vibe tonight. You've got Cheeky Grim. What's going it's on? my last one of the week, and I am really looking forward to the show. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm slightly s- worried about making you two, dare I say it, jealous. Go on, what you got? It's very much your story. Um, as you know, 50 years ago, March, John married Yoko. Yeah. 50 years ago, April, yeah. they were doing their bedding the in bedding. Montreal. Yeah, yeah. And they recorded Give Peace a Chance. You've not got the bed coming in, have you? Even better. Oh. We've got the girl who was there as a teenager. Yeah. She got the lyrics after the event. She's oh, in the no. film of it. She's oh. waiting through the glass there. Her oh. name is Gail Renard, great broadcaster and comedy writer. Wow. So we have got a hugely important slice of social history. That's 50, man. You know, she's going to tell us the story herself. She's written a brilliant book about it. She's going to tell us the story oh, herself. Oh, 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 but it involves John Lennon even phoning up her mum to reassure her, right. don't worry, love, she'll come to no harm. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot now. You haven't got the name of the book, have you? Cause I'm, I'm oh, I've got it outside. I'll go and get it. I'm not, I'll get, get it. We'll give it a plug because I'm, I'm ordering that. I'm having that bad boy. What's the so, Give me a chance. There we go. Look at that, man. Give me a chance. Gail Renard, my eight days with John and Yoko. Look at that picture. 
What a picture to have. Great. What a, picture. what a picture to have. <laughs> what a photograph. Nice, nice Polaroid go. There we go. No, that's a different song, isn't it? Whoa. Anyway, so that's the first hour of the programme tonight, folks. And you later just, on. You just sold one, Gail. I'm ordering that. You just sold <laughs> you one. You sold two, actually. That's that holiday in Bonga Regis sorted out for Gail Renard then. <laughs> and we're also crossing live to the States to a Beatle expert, a Beatle museum runner, because of course Peter Jackson's getting his hand on yes. 55 hours of Let It Be footage. Let's hope he doesn't colourise Hard Day's Night, though. Leave uh, that alone, big fella. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited because I love Let It Be. I lo- I, uh, the film, the film, Let It Be, guys, if you want it. It's on YouTube for the moment. It won't be for much longer because someone will get wise and pull it. It's such a, an uncomfortable... That moment when George and Paul says, I'll play it anywhere you want to yeah. play it. Just yeah. tell me how you want to play but it. Both George and Ringo quit the band yeah. at various points in there. Uh, but the thing I... Let me get geeky for a second. I don't think Let It Be is very for well made. Well, no, <laughs> I don't think it's... I don't think it's very well made. It's kind of... There's a lot of audio that's taken and put on pictures that it doesn't... So I'm Peter Jackson going in there and yeah. ripping it well, apart. Well, sometimes and... those things... I mean, I hope he doesn't smooth it out too much. Because there's something very kind of almost found footage about it. That's what I love about it's it. It's very uncomfortable. Yes, you, 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 you suspect that there might be a slight no, I sanitisation. A I don't actually find it that uncomfortable. Do you maybe not? I, no, maybe I enjoy other people's disquiet more. I find it... It's like, it's like a come down from drugs. It's just they sort of don't know what to do. Paul, I, I, I interpret it as Paul trying to just hold everything together when the others don't really care. That weird bit when jo- George is playing a song and John and Yoko are waltzing around and you think, just sit down and listen to the man song for god's sakes <laughs> listen to us have some respect for they George needed Harrison. you in there didn't they they, they needed did. ian lee there they as a, emeritus I, producer they'd still love, be together i love let it be <laughs> oh, no, life. anything else i'm anything else i mean that's enough that's <laughs> enough but the usual old tosh we're yeah. talking chimpanzees on the program as well and merlin the magician oh so new wonderful story this some uh, old parchments from about the 13th century have emerged hidden in a 16th century book there maybe we we're going to learn more about whether merlin the magician actually existed they think arthur and camelot and all that was around the fifth century AD. We don't know for sure so it's going to be interesting. But mainly yeah. Gail Renard who was in the bedroom with John and Yoko and Timothy Leary turns up, doesn't he, of course? Uh, well that whole um, that, uh, I'm going to be listening on the way I'm that, that All we are saying is, is give peas a chance Give peas <laughs> a chance um, that, well, I'm deeply envious, I'm thrilled at what, what, I'm going to go and shake her hand this is, These are exciting times Well done Paul Don't trust him Gail, you might follow you home <laughs> um, let, That is it, we are done for the night Thank you very much Sam, thank you Catherine Thank you for letting us play a little bit of Vaughan Williams earlier on It's been a nice kind of gentle show Tomorrow is Friday, who knows uh, we haven't got any, we've got guests next week, haven't we? Yes. We've got, you um, haven't got Gail Renard, have you? I mean, she's on tonight with me. We've got, <laughs> Ro- we've got um, Robbie Vincent. Not Gail Renard, though, is it? Okay, you win. Was, you was he in the room then in Montreal? <laughs> when they, no, he, <laughs> he, he was. Stay tuned for Paul Ross, dear listener. This is Talk Radio.